Park. Gets it. Go! Hey, creatures in the Houston area. We've got a special treat for you. Our friend of the podcast. We're going straight to the plug. You're going to sell out immediately. I'm ready. I need those 40 free meals from HelloFresh. I'm broke. <laughs> Creatures of the Houston area, friend of the podcast, Emma E. Murray, is going to be doing a book reading at the Brazos Bookstore. That's a book um, reading, not book burning. No, no. We don't do those here. Mm-mm. We're pro book. Pro book. Don't ban anything. October 28th, Saturday at 6.30 p.m., Emma will be reading one of her shorts in the compilation, Roadkill Texas Horror by Texas Writers, Volume 8, her story called Lonely Death on a Wednesday, 1 p.m. at a motel outside of Marfa. Wait, that's the whole title? Mm-hmm. Okay, the book title was too long. Then that story title was too long. <laughs> I like all the details up front. Yeah. You know what I'm really getting into, so I appreciate <laughs> Who, that. what, where, when, and why, man? Let me know immediately. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be doing reading, signings, and there'll be a Q&A. Costumes are welcome. Come say hey. Maybe you can even trade a human flesh cookbook recipe with Emma. I guarantee you she's probably tasted human flesh by now. Maybe... Showing up at a, at a she's college. All talk. She's all talk. Found a, we're calling you out. Found a cadaver at a university and sucked on a dead man's toe. Who knows? Probably. That, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Go say hey to her if you're in the Houston area, October 28th. H-Town, what up? Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. A triumphant return to the Grave Talk Podcast now that you guys are back. Yeah, me and John both fell ill. Whoop. And we're better now. Did you just juggle a whoop at the audience? Don't do that. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Magnets. I do want to compliment you on your pumpkin sweater. That's oh, very theme-oriented for yes. the month. Yes. Well, you've got your Texas chainsaw flannel on. Well, I wear this every other day, so. <laughs> and I've got my Jaws Quint shirt on. Yeah, we were yeah. just really festive. Today. If this yeah. were a video podcast, they'd be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Until they pan up to our faces and it's all over, boys. Yeah, true. Well, we took a couple weeks off uh, due to illness and life in general. Yeah. Um, we don't normally do that, so I think you guys can forgive us one episode miss here and there. Uh, but nope, yeah, we're back. Nope. Demand retribution. If you see us in the streets, just go hard. Well, we're at like what? 200 something episodes? Almost. In- Almost. Almost. Yeah. Go listen to the back catalog. There's yeah. so many. I know you ain't listened to them all. <laughs> or just give me a call. My personal cell phone number is 512. 512- no, I'm just kidding. Call in and Garrett will read you a bedtime story. <laughs> call me now. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you guys been up to? It's been a while. This is, I feel rusty at this. Yeah, I'm, I agree. Wow, you guys are just bad at this now. Uh, it's so bad. All uh, right, hold on. Let's do it this way. John, you watch any good horror movies? You like how I quantify yes, that? Yes, that's good, because I've watched a lot of movies. Um, well, let's see. I watched The New Pet Cemetery. It's a TV show? It's a movie. It's a movie. Bloodlines? turned it off after 30 minutes. It's not great, but also it, they must have used like the, like the gaffers from the Game of Thrones finale, because it is fucking unseeable. I thought maybe it was my iPad, so I put it on my TV equal unseeable. Is this a it's alien just, versus predator requiem situation? It's so dark. Every all the night scenes are just like blurs of people, just really crushed. How do they release a product like that without showing it to somebody and then being like, "Yeah, that's too dark." Cinematic intent? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, oh, and then they really played up David. Cinematic intent sounds sinister. I like <laughs> that. Uh, then they really played up David Duchovny being in it, and he is for like ten minutes. 
So is he the biggest name in the movie? Uh, yes, definitely. Okay. So, but I mean, it was all right. Like it wasn't a bad movie. It was just badly filmed. And that's streaming where? Uh, Hulu. Peacock, Paramount, Amazon. Paramount. It's, it's on Paramount. Okay. Is okay. it Paramount? Yeah. Okay. Um, what else have I seen? I saw the ex- the new Exorcist. I won't Believer? spoil too much. Yeah, Believer. That's our next episode. Yes. So we will go more. But you got to tell me, man, is it is is the divisive, decisive, divisive? Yeah. As people are saying, it is. I think I might be the only person in America who likes it. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, yeah, I saw, that's I saw a lot of it's okay. That's what I saw a lot of. It wasn't like negative reaction yeah. so much. It's just like eh, it's another one of those. Let me let me ask you a question. We'll drop it after this mm-hmm. if we need to. Does it bring anything legitimately fresh to the genre well i mean i did like that they it wasn't just like a catholic exorcism they tried to bring in other cultures and, okay. and things like that so that was an interesting take on it that i wish more a video or movies would would explore so i like that part but yeah we can get into that more in our next episode because i feel like it's going to be two verse one here i have one question okay and it's the only thing i really want to know about yeah. this movie is how much do they masturbate to the original in this one do they like, like raise legitimately masturbate no no, like? no 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 oh, okay but just like you know how these... masturbation in the original so that's of course sure. Yeah. Sure. no not not actual but like you know how these movies will yeah. go back and act like the original was some amazing holy text no not that much to be honest I mean, they bring back, um, uh, fuck, I can't remember her name. Uh, the mother. The, the mom. Mother. Yeah. Kristen, I think, whatever. Sure. But like, that's about it. You know, so they reference it, but it's not that big a deal. Do they to be bring honest. in Halloween sexy nuns? No, no sexy nuns. All right, I'm out. Yeah, there is a nun, but not not a sexy nun, just no, a regular you know, nun. Eh, you know, she's got she's got potential. Yeah, <laughs> we can we can we can work on it. All right, so we'll dive into that more next episode. Yes. Will John make us a believer? Find out in the next episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. Professional, love like it. That? All right, I'm going to end My with I busy. watched uh, No One Will Save You. That oh, one was fuck on Hulu. No, don't say anything. I got to talk about that. Okay, Garrett's going to tell you all about it. I think we all watched that one. Yeah, our, our resident I hate gray aliens. <laughs> Well, let's like, talk about it. Yo, that shit was scary as fuck. No one will save you streaming now on Hulu. That's Hulu, Hulu yeah. Alien abduction. We call it an abduction movie? Yeah. Attempted, I guess, yeah. It's almost like a home invasion by gray yeah. aliens. I hated and loved this movie. It was so well done. Freaked me the hell out. Their little finger toes? No. That was the God, best. Dude. <laughs> Don't even. Mm. It's interesting that they all kind of look the same, except for how long their appendages yeah. get. <laughs> That's the difference. Love there's some it. that are sizes of the treetops, and then there's little tiny ones that are you like, what are you even doing on this invasion, <laughs> man? Go back home to the starship, you know? <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. It was a very interesting take on it. Um, I don't want to say fresh because it was very, it felt very familiar, but it had a lot of, um, you know, unique um, style of its own. It really stands out mm-hmm. amongst the uh, alien invasion movies and not since Nope have I been like, Oh, that's something interesting. The visuals on this are top notch. Uh, there wasn't a, any point was like, ah, oh, that's bad CGI. Like yeah. I, it was all very believable. There's also not a lick of dialogue in this movie, except for like one line of, of conversation with another human, Bold which was choice. an interesting yeah. choice, but it worked. Mm-hmm. And this actress, I don't know. I don't remember her name, but she carries this whole thing. She's like, well, the, she has to. She's I know, <laughs> yeah. dude. So more or less, this this girl has been ostracized by this small town and she lives out in the woods in this house um, for a hobby. She's collecting all these like little miniatures, I guess, building a town. Yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to represent the exact town she's in or if she's building her own little playset or whatever. I think it was, yeah, maybe it was like an idealized version yeah. of that town. And before you know it, the lights are clicking on, the power is out, gray aliens are in the house, and it's just her trying to survive for an hour and a half. And 
It delves a little bit into the backstory of why she's ostracized. You kind of find out something terrible happened. But yeah, it's 100% worth the watch if you got Hulu. Mm -hmm. Watch it now. Uh, I also watched VHS 85 on Shudder. I still have not seen a single one of those. Dude, they're good, man. I mean, they're they're anthology flicks. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one has some really good uh, vignettes. Vignettes? Is that what they are? But whatever. Uh, Segments. Mm -hmm. And some of them were so-so. This one, a lot of fun. Definitely some intense... Uh, scare factor going on. I I really enjoyed this one. And you guys know me, like I still get scared by these movies. So I was so glad to see that I was like totally like, you know, in a anthology flick, not like just waiting for it to end and the next one start. Mm -hmm. I was invested in these stories. So good deal. Highly recommended on on shutter. There was 94, 85. Was there another one too? Was there VHS and then VHS VHS two? two. So yes, there was four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 94. I forgot about 94. That's one. Cool. Any other news? Um, let's see. Uh, Shutter announced that Last Drive-In with Joe Bob is coming back. A little bit different format this time. They're not doing two movies every Friday night. It's going to be one movie every Friday night, but the season will go on double the length. Which, which I'm okay with because half the time I'm already too drunk to finish the <laughs> second movie. So as, as our listeners will know, if they follow your tweets on Twitter, I'm on there. Come over on Twitter and say hi when we're watching Joe Bob. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. X. Yeah. X. We oh, do not want to get sued by. I will never Elon call it Musk. X. Yeah, fuck Elon Musk. That's true. Elon Musk continues to prove he's the biggest idiot in a room full of idiots. Mm-hmm. So uh, fuck him and Twitter forever. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet that shit. Um, I've watched some stuff, but I would rather talk a little bit about Mortal Kombat one. Oh my God. Here we go. Ed Boone recently tweeted a picture of a bunch of horror characters. Ed Boone tweets all sorts of shit. He's the biggest troll in the business. So I was going to ask, do you think he's actually going to put some horror people in this? Because in the image, he had a check mark next to Jason, Freddy, Leatherface, and he circled Billy the puppet. He circled Chucky. And I'm wondering, what would that look like if we put Billy the puppet as a playable character in Mortal Kombat? Billy won't be it. It'll be Jigsaw in the pig mask. That would probably work it'll be, better. It'll be Amanda or Jigsaw in the pig mask. Um, fuck that. I want a two-foot puppet. And just Billy, fuck and it Billy up, Goro. Will be, Billy will be the cameo. That, or he'd be a special move where he rides on yeah, his tricycle and explodes like or something. Yeah, or something okay. like that. Um, so Ed Boon and the Mortal Kombat community has been pretty vocal about the horror uh, DLC characters being mm. the most popular they've ever done. I mean, even more so than Predator and Alien. Like, people loved fucking Freddy and Jason. Like, loved them. Um, I would like to see a Robert England version well, because in the one they did in Mortal Kombat 9, it was the remake, Freddy. Well, no, it was, it was, it was faceless. It was nameless. It was just standard. But it was the, the art style. Oh, yeah, in the yeah remake. it was the art I style. Like, of, I like the new style of art. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I want original but Robert get more, England. Get more creative with yeah. it. Yes. I mean, they brought in uh, Peter Weller, divorce Robocop. They could literally get Robert England to do Freddy yeah. in this. You know what I mean? Well, they so. had, um, what's his face do? Um. Oh, what the hell? The guy from Predator, um, Carl Weathers, did the one of voiceover pack. So. Sylvester Stallone did Rambo. I mean, yeah. they got the money, so yeah, I, he can't cost more than Sylvester Stallone, Robert England. <laughs> You're oh, probably God. right on that, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it would be really awesome if they did bring back the horror characters because again, they were just such huge fan favorites. Playing as Leatherface was cool as hell. You had those three different versions of Jason. I think they kind of took on different monikers or, you know, different movie mm-hmm. versions so of themselves. That was the style of the game, though. That yeah, had the three that's versions, true. So. But, uh, yeah, uh, Chucky. Chucky is a playable character. Chucky will work. Think about Ferritor. Uh, for all my, my FGC nerds out there, okay. uh, Ferret was a small character. She had Tor with her, which is a big character. But seriously, you just use Chucky as a smaller character, give him a, low, a smaller hitbox, make him be able to walk under high projectiles. But give him very good reach with like some of his, his throws. 
Mm-hmm. It could work. Okay. Well, well I'm, so wouldn't it be great to see him jump on someone's back and just stab, 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 oh, stab, yeah. stab, stab? That'd be amazing. I'm looking forward to see what they do with that. I'm not really particularly thrilled with the current first pack of superheroes. It's just injustice reskins, man. Do you want to play as Homelander? You can play as Homelander. It's like, all right, fine, I guess. <laughs> but I'd rather them do more horror stuff. Okay. Well, I have been that. playing a new video game, not a no. horror one. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Thumbs up. I My like God, that. let's do with this Assassin's Creed. I fucking love Assassin's Creed, man, except for Valhalla. That was shit, but. Oh, shit. Well, Hot takes. I enjoyed it for about 40 hours, and I was like, wait, there's way too much game here that's boring, and I turned it off. For Valhalla? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one was too big. I did not like that one. All right. right. Anything else, Mark? Nah, that's it for now. Let's get going. We're talking about Saw 10 came out 2023. We know it's Saw 10 and not Saw X, right? It has to be Saw 10. What the hell would Saw X be? I don't know. Socks. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, all went separately to see this in the theater as of today. Because we're not friends anymore. We are. We just don't hang out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, being an adult sucks. It's not it like does. when we were kids. We're like, hey, you want to go see a movie? Yeah, I got nothing going on. No, it's still that easy, you guys. You just have to commit to doing Look, stuff here's the deal, Garrett. It's not that I'm not hanging out with y'all. I'm not hanging out with anybody. Same. <laughs> I'm yeah. just at home. Man. I'm hanging out with my coworkers at work. It sucks. <laughs> man, I feel like the only social one here. I, I try. This one was shot on a budget of $13 million and as of recording, it's made 38.1, so it's already a success. Good. We'll see how far it goes. This was directed by returning director Kevin Grutert. He also directed Saw 3D and Saw 6. He's also the Ooh. editor here and there. Uh, written by Peter Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg. Peter Goldfinger also directed or wrote one we enjoyed. He did the short for Clown. He didn't do Clown. Oh, okay. But he's the one that he wrote like a, apparently was a, a Clown was like a commercial fake trailer at some mm-hmm. point, and then they made Clown into a full movie. He did the short. Thank fucking God they did, man. Clown is still an absolute fucking banger, to put it in the words of Jim. It's yeah. one of the best horror movies nobody saw. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Also, how disappointing for that guy. Look, we like your character, but get fucked. <laughs> We're going to have a real screenwriter write this. I think sometimes that's just how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he got paid, but on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. this is currently the highest rated Saw movie of all time. Get the fuck out of here. Let me take a guess. Let's okay. see. What makes it the highest rated? No, guess guess your rating number for because I don't know what this is. I'm going to say 78. Oh, I'm guessing 45. Ooh, you're both too low. It's sitting at an 82% with the critics. <gasps> wow. <laughs> and got a solid B. 90% with the audience. Audience I expected to be high. Good job, critics. To, I do not. Wow. Okay. To put that into perspective, Saw 1 is at a 50% with the critics. Saw 2 is at a 37%. And Jeez. Saw 3 is at 30 And just to get a little more recent movie, Spiral's at a 37. So this one has like almost doubled the next lowest one. Which is a shame because Spiral is so underrated. I'm sorry. I will will take that one to the day I die. I think Spiral is incredibly underrated. Interestingly about that, this movie, Saw 10, was actually in the process of being written and made whenever Chris Rock pitched Spiral. So they completely halted this one and did his movie. I'm glad they did. I'm upset that it happened right as the pandemic was hitting. Because I think if Spiral like had gotten like proper theatrical release without the, the pandemic, yeah. it would have been a much bigger hit. I'm sure that made it suffer in the box yeah. office. 80%? That is blowing 80. my mind. Yeah. It's way higher than I expected. I think part of it, too, is like critics have come to learn how to review horror. I mean, like a oh, 50% dude. in Saw in 2004 is almost like probably an 80% in 2023. The critic pool of writers have... Probably completely changed in the yeah. last, what, 20 years almost since Saw 1 came out? Definitely. 
So okay. they're probably treating them as actual cinema and not already handicapped at the start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people actually like respect horror now where, you know, even in the early 2000s, they're like, man, fuck those garbage movies. Definitely. You know? so. That's why I thought it was so low. I still thought critics, uh, but good job. Good job. That's as a they, good point. I didn't think of it that way, that the uh, the critics pool would probably definitely change their, their mindset about horror as a genre. I mean, you cannot like turn your nose up at horror anymore. They make big bank in the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. They're big uh, turnouts, you know, for the for the studios. And there's some serious artistry in some of the newer horror flicks too. The, the for F, sure, the FX and stuff like that. I'm sure Siskel and or Ebert are rolling over in their graves. Yeah, I don't remember how they felt about horror. They hated it. Oh. They hated slashers. They called them teenage uh, dead movies or something like that. And like, the only one they ever said any good words about was the original Halloween. But yeah, they always were railing against horror. Fair enough. All right, here's who's in this one. We've got Tobin Bell returning as John Kramer, Shawnee Smith reprising her roles as Amanda Young, and a very obvious 50-year-old woman pretending to be 20-something. She's wearing a wig, right? Like the worst wig that has ever been on screen. You know when she put that fucking like bowl cut thing on her head? She's like, really? I got to do this again? This looked like a high school production wig. Like what were they doing? Sinov Makoti Lund as Cecilia Peterson. Okay, I saw that name in the, the credits as the movie was ending, and I was all like, okay, that's got to be her. That's got to be the blonde lady. Yeah, definitely. Steven Brand as Parker Sears. Renata Vaca as Gabriella. Joshua Akamoto as Diego, Octavio Hinojosa as Mateo, Paulette Hernandez as Valentina, Jorge Brazino as Carlos, and Costas Mandalore. That's such an interesting name. Mandalore? Costas Mandalore yeah. as Detective Hoffman. Okay. Here's what IMDb says this movie's about. A sick and desperate John travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer, only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. A John, basically someone looking for a prostitute. Yeah. Well, fellas, this is the first return to the Saw franchise since, what, 20... Was Jigsaw? That was still in the same... Jigsaw is not considered canon. That wasn't a John Kramer story? It... It's it references John Kramer because remember he's the one that like she's inspired by, but it's not technically canon. So this is the first canonical story we've had in how long? A long time. Well, Would it been well, Saw Seven considered can- canonical. That one is takes okay. Place. Yeah, it takes place like you know the Jigsaw murders were legit. Um, I don't know what makes Jigsaw different than Spiral, but yeah. Can okay. I tell you, I'm not going to get hung up on Saw canon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a messy, messy uh, yeah. uh, plot to follow. Um, I will say off the bat that I quite enjoyed the fact that John Kramer is front and foremost the main character of the story. Yes. He's not uh, a side character or a flashback like after he died in three. Mm-hmm. They just kept bringing him back in weird ways so he could be attached to the franchise still. Funny enough, the producer said it was a mistake to kill him off in movie three. And I fucking agree with oh, that. Definitely. Because when you uh, think of Saul, this dude is fucking Saul. And I de- I'm so happy and I did not miss like all the cop stuff that would come in. Like where we have to cut to a bunch of cops right. just running around like yes. trying to crack the case. Okay, no, hold on. Hold on. I got to jump in here and defend Saw a little bit. Okay. I think the cop stuff was good only in relation to the fact that Hoffman was a cop and he was involved with the whole, like he was a jigsaw apprentice. So I liked the cop storyline through five because you still had a lot of like, oh shit, Hoffman's on the inside. You know, like Hoffman, you didn't really like 
fully understand his like depth and involvement in it. So I appreciated some of that. But as far as the cop procedural stuff of like, you know, like she's going to have my ass for this. We didn't need any of that after like four. No. And marrying that particular storytelling structure of a police procedural with bad acting like so-and-so who pretended to be Brad Pitt from Saw, or sorry, seven. Jill, it's a safe house, safe house, safe house. You get it? My favorite fucking actor in all the Saw uh, movies. That, it just makes those movies feel so cheap. Mm-hmm. It so, was so bad. when this movie comes out, this one felt like a real fucking movie. See, I think that's what kind of, I don't want to say poison the well, but I think that's what kind of like, you know, changed a lot of people's like, it was a return to the comfort level of Saw. Like, it was what was familiar and acceptable. The comfort minus the jarringly bad camera shots that we were doing in the early 2000s. Yeah. It wasn't just Saw. Saw. Yeah. It was in all the movies back then. Well, this movie definitely was, it was better than it had any right to be based off what I heard what the story was going to be. I was like, okay. Right. Yeah. I, for pulling off a prequel sequel thing that takes place between, is it one and two? Yeah. Yes. That uh, they did a great job there. Which threw me off for a little bit. I could not place the timeline at first because I was like, is this Pre I kind of wanted this to be sketching the mouth trap. I was like, oh, this has to be like really early on. And yeah. then like Amanda shows up and I'm like, well, Amanda had to be involved after one. And I was like, what the fuck is going? It took me a while to kind of figure out the yeah. timeline, but eventually it did fall right into place. For me, Amanda is probably the biggest, weakest or link of this entire movie. Uh, to be quite honest with you, they have her become sympathetic to one of the victims because she's also a drug user, but it doesn't ultimately go anywhere. It just ends. It doesn't have any bearing on the overall plot. Well, yes and no. It, it, the plot, no, but the characters, yes, because John is really trying to be like, trust in the process. Know that what we're doing is right. Like really trying to condition her and and not want to say break her, but cleanse her of her, her cloudy vision of what they're doing. But she's still very, I mean, all the way through three, she's super emotional and she never fully like grasps what the bigger picture is, which was always the duality between her and Hoffman. But I, you're right. It didn't pay off to any kind of like specific. Not in this specific movie. Not in this movie. But if you cut all that crap out, you could save yourselves 10 minutes, which I think this movie is also a little too long. It doesn't need to be almost two hours. Yeah. Um, I think if you just clean up that Amanda stuff a little bit, it would just flow a little better. I really like the fact that the whole time he was just like, you have to trust me in this. Like you have to like believe that what we're doing, like, cause it's so subtle. Like you don't really pay attention to it much until the end when you realize, Oh, John's got all the angles worked out. My man's Dr. Doom in this. I think they're also shoehorned that this came after movies that chronologically come after it, right? Like if they were writing this in order, they could have made it where Amanda does let her go and then she comes back in like in another movie and you see that she hasn't changed, you know, and, and John's like, see, I was right. You have to True. let her go through the, but they couldn't do that because some of the limitations of telling a story within this story. Yeah. That was one of the whole like major cruxes of three is where he was like, this is your test. And she didn't realize it, you know? Yeah, that's true. First off, let's just get this out of the way. Tobin Bell is 81 years old. No fucking way. What? Yeah, I looked it up. I was like, man looks amazing. Did they CG him? No, no, they did not. They, I know that. So there was actually some sort of, uh, people were saying, well, should we de-age these? I think they should have de-aged Amanda. 
Yeah. Because it took me a while to accept and just move along. I was like, there's no way. She's clearly older than me. Well, it did bother me only because I was so distracted by her hair. The hair's so fucking bad. Oh my God. It was so, so I like, I didn't even have time to see like, oh, she looks too old. I was basically like, get that hair off the screen. I let it go immediately. It didn't bother me at all. I mean, I, I, the first time she shows up on the screen, I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. The reason after that, I was like, I'm in for it. The reason it took me a while is because of the, of the way that her character's mannerisms and attitudes seem like a whiny fucking 20 year old emo girl. And she does not look it. No, yeah. that's where I'm at odds yeah. with it. It's the way that she acts versus how she looks, you know. <laughs> Hello fellow teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Now the uh, the thing with John Kramer being 81 years old, it seemingly is always going to work because he's a stricken cancer patient yeah. who's dying. So he can look old and withered, I but guess. But he didn't. At he, certain points. When he took his shirt off, I was like, "Damn, dude, been hitting the gym." <laughs> he's gonna, I was like when he showed up, I was like, "Where is this in the, the storyline cuz he looks young as fuck." And then I was like, Get the hell out of here. This guy is... Well, it's not over. He does not look young as fuck. Well, I mean, but, for his age. No, there was a line in the movie where he's like coming around from the surgery, quote unquote yeah. surgery, and she looks at him. He's like, so what's next? And she's like, your whole life. And I'm like, all seven <laughs> years? Yeah, long life. That's <laughs> what she says. And I was like, mm. was like what has he Probably got left? A decade at most. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then learning he's 81, I was like, oh, he's got like, you know, I hope he lives as yes. long as possible. I mean, statistically, uh, he's beating the odds already. Yeah, so. for sure. But that being said, I was able to eventually just let yeah. that go with Amanda and the story went on. I'll tell you, my, um, my big thing that I made a mistake in this movie nonstop is I thought Valentina and what's the other girl's Gabriella. Gabriella. Gabriella were the same person for like the longest time until they were both in the same room. I was like, oh, I guess I was really wrong about that. <laughs> I was uh, not a fan of the early 2000s color grading when it was so blue. I was like, oh, it's hurting my eyes. And they flew to Mexico. And of course, everyone knows Mexico's yellow. So <laughs> yellow it up, man. Look, Bring they it. bought a film pack. They're going to use it. It was like watching traffic. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Maybe that was them just trying to emulate the style of 04, 06. You oh, know? No, there was a lot of camera shots where they were trying to emulate that like early sauce. But they were soft. They weren't nearly as hard as those yeah. other movies. So I appreciate it. I was like, yeah. all right, you can do one or two. Okay, I'm okay yeah. with that. Saw, saw three through five had a lot more of those like, damn, it's obvious. Maximum music video editing. <laughs> Drinking Mountain Dew and watching MTV. It's extreme. <laughs> do you guys think this movie sets John Kramer up to be a hero? This is this a question is, I had when I walked out of the movie. This is in my book because there are scenes where he does the saw puzzles and there's some graphic gore and violence. And then there's the whole like, like struggle to, are we doing the right thing? Is this for the right reasons? You know, you even see him like, we got to make sure we're not doing this for revenge, but actually giving people the legitimate and, and him and Amanda have that play. But you see these intense God awful scenes. And then you cut to a scene where him and Amanda being like, I care about you. Like what's your life value? And it's like, I cannot get into, they were trying to soften him up a little bit and make you really kind of like empathize with him. But I'm sitting there going like, I get what you're doing, but I have a hard time. I mean, the man, with you the this. man is a serial killer. Yes. Yes. Despite how he wants to your frame it. Your yes. Aside, you're still putting these people in this situation. You were locking a person into a trap that they have to saw a limb off to survive and they die. That's on you, John mm -hmm. Kramer. You I, don't get to frame this as like, well, they could have survived if they had the gusto. What I think is I like. I almost feel like, I'm sorry, John. I almost feel like I like respect him more if he just got mild revenge on people to teach them to stop doing that shit. Like if he had cut the like Cecilia's hands off. 
and was like, hey, this is my revenge for you fucking me over. You're not going to fuck anybody else over. Uh, that makes more sense to me than like, well, they have a choice. And it's like, bro, why? What I think they were trying to show is that like he really, really believes in what he's, he's doing. I don't know that they are saying that what he's doing is right because obviously it's, it's fucked. But I think they're saying that he does very strongly believe what he is doing is moral and he's helping these people. I think that's like what's coming across as him seeming like they're trying to soften him or make him a hero. Like he's just very I mean, bought he, in. He's only a hero in the sense that the people he's putting in these traps are worse than him. And <laughs> in, in this particular movie too, they really went above and beyond. Some of the people he put in traps in other movies, they're like, you didn't smell enough flowers. So <laughs> now we're going to cut your fucking nose off. I like, think this was a, a balancing act though, because in like the later ones, like four or five, you know, stuff like that. John comes across as much more, as you just kind of pointed out, like malicious yeah. and just like, you know, more like kind of like torturous. And this one, I think they were really trying to push the whole, like, like this is a moral kind of like balance. This were give him like whatever you guys are trying to say, like where the fact like, like just making him like soften him up. And the fact like, like this is actually right in some way. Yeah. The victims in this movie all take part in a scam that brings in terminally ill people and then grifts them for money, promising life-saving surgery that doesn't actually happen. They don't do anything. They just put them to sleep and wake them up a couple hours later. Yeah, and that's it. And then they take, you know, in John Kramer's case, they fleece him for $250,000. Yeah. Right? So that's why I'm saying, like, in this movie's microscope, John Kramer appears to be the hero because he's somehow seemingly not as bad as these grifters. Yeah, it's like proportionality has gone out the window. Like, what they did is despicable, but should we torture them for it? I'm going to vote no. I'm I'm anti-torture. Who's the boyfriend? What's that guy's name? Oh, he had a, like a. Oh, I actually know it. Peter Paul. something. No, Paul. I have it written down because I was calling him the wrong name the whole movie. Parker um, Sears. Parker Sears. Parker. I was like, I was calling him Marcus in all my notes, <laughs> and then I was like, I have a note that says like, oh wait, Marcus is actually Parker. That's <laughs> like nice. But um, yeah, I mean, he was like, like you think what you're doing is right. He was that kind of voice of audience reason of like, you're still a fucking psychopath, and he's like, you don't get it, and it's just like, but again, I think we do get it. I think we've always gotten it. I mean, it's a very flimsy moral standing that John Kramer has, but I don't know. I feel like the, I think we're past it. Yeah, I feel like we're really past it. We're 10 point. movies in. Like we've already done this song and dance of the morality tale. Like whenever they had yeah. Hoffman not giving anybody time to survive the traps and just dying. Like we've already oh, done this. I don't think that John gives people enough time no. for these traps. Before so, you have to realize that you got to cut open your brain and pull out a piece of the gray yeah. matter. Like three is the magic number. <laughs> you're going to need more than on every trap. Yeah. I know you're going to need a little more time to fucking get yourself psyched <laughs> oh. up to cut your brain open. God. Okay. <laughs> Real quick though. So this movie gore is intense. Yeah. Like, more so than some of the other Saw films. Like, it's almost like they took the comical aspect out and really went into the, like, the reality of it. And I was like, I could do without this. Especially because I was eating my Draft House chicken strips. Shout out to Alabama no. Draft House. Um, also, I don't know if I mentioned it on the thing, kid strips. Get the kid strips to the old style, not the new style. Oh, that's so good to know. If you're wanting shitty frozen chicken strips at Draft House, kid strips all the way. Life hacks. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I wonder when he when John was watching that brain dissolve slowly, if he was like, Ugh! fuck, I mistimed it. Because no, he did it. Yes. He got it done in time. It would probably take three minutes for that brain to dissolve. Yeah, it's going so slow. Uh, Damn it, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. Uh, I will, yeah, the, the trap, gore, foley work. I was just like every other song movie cringing in my seat, mm-hmm. especially the one where the girl had to fucking saw through. Oh, like, my God. That one was just a lot. 
Yeah. You know, shout, out, shout out to the lady three seats down from me because this theater was pretty empty when I went and saw it. And the lady sitting down and there's this like um, the part where Valentina yeah. saws her leg off and she go, and he goes thump on the floor. And the lady goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and just puts her food down. I was like, all right, I get it. I wouldn't want to eat during this movie. No, I didn't. <laughs> all right. Well, how does this one kick off? Oh, uh, well, I think it starts right with John at the hospital, if I remember right. He's in the survivor group. Because, okay. Because like, and he's like talking about like having cancer or whatever. And it's kind of cut within a few scenes where you see that like he's going through the treatment and doing his whole cancer thing. I would have liked to have seen him talking in a survivor group as the running narrative like recap device throughout the film. Like, you know, like when he talks about like, you know, like, and then I had to overcome this idea that I wasn't meant to be here, you know, like something like that. And then you cut to him murdering Valentina. And then like, I don't know, I think uh, him telling his tales from his moral perspective to a survivor's group would be an interesting plot, um, uh, interesting way of like delivering the plot narrative. Mm. I like that there was no cutaways in this one. So I, 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 I don't know if I'd like that. Not like, not like in the middle, but I'm just saying like, like we use like him telling tales at his survivor's meeting as like a way to kind of look at what he did for this group of people. Maybe bookend it, but yeah. not throughout the entire movie. That could be how they catch the final guy. Oh. Remember the one that got him to go on this whole trip in the first place? Oh, yeah, that's true. Was that guy in on the scam? Yeah, yes, he was. Did you wait to the credits? There was a credit scene. Oh, no, I didn't. Uh, By the time the credits yeah, I did. I uh, were on, I was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, there's a scene where, okay, so John, I'm doing this for you. Moby. Okay. We're going to spoil the ending. There's a mid credit scene where the guy with the stomach scar doesn't have the stomach scar, <gasps> and he's being held up in the original room from Saw 1, and Hoffman and Jigsaw, are, uh, John Ho Kramer are in there, and they're like, you fucked with the wrong guy. You picked John Kramer to fuck with. Are you crazy? And then like, he's like, where's your star? And it's like, look, man, I didn't know. And then like, he totally gets like this little like mechanical, like finger thing, cutting open his stomach. It's, it's gnarly. Hmm, I'll have to yeah. find that online. That explains why he called the detective. Cause I was like, I don't remember seeing him in the rest of the movie, but yeah, I guess he's in the he's mid credits. Down okay. Those loose ends. So anyway. John Kramer is in this group and we're met with a lot of other cancer patients. I don't, I wouldn't call it a survivor group, but that's some of them are. No, they, cause they're, it's a, cause John Kramer's terminal. Yeah. I think it's for terminal patients to come mm, to like, yeah. you know, grips, I guess with, with the finality of what's going on for them and like a support group. There's the word that I couldn't get out. I think it's more of a support group and it just sort of intercuts with different hospital scenes where we once again find out, yep, John Kramer has cancer. It's terminal and he has less than a year to live. And the doctor's like, you know, you should wrap up your work. And he's like, I got a lot to do. He's like, so your advice to me is just to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, which is like fair. Yeah. I forget exactly how he phrased it. To die, die easy. easy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and then I like was like, up. oh, you missed a chance to drop in a die hard reference. Like, I'm going <laughs> to die hard. <laughs> so he goes into a hallway and he's drinking at the water faucet and he sees into one of these patients rooms and the janitor is starting. Orderly. Orderly. Janitor? It's a janitor. Okay. Yeah. Janitor, he's sorry. pushing the floor buffer machine, oh, okay. which is like, why is he even in there? Is he buffing that guy's room while he's in there? <laughs> Yeah, so this guy's clearly on his way out, yeah. the patient. So he starts rifling through his stuff, and he's stealing his watch and his wedding ring. All the while, Jigsaw's watching him from outside of the blinds in this room. And then he has a fucking daydream, because I was like, you're smart to put a trap up front, because we're about to have a lot of mm -hmm. non-trap action in this movie. So we get to see the guy on the poster with these vacuum hoses connected Ooh. to his eyes, and he's in a chair with these uh, wire contraptions connected to each finger and a timer, probably at three minutes, because <laughs> that's what he does. I'd like to play a game. Perhaps.
perhaps one that addresses those sticky fingers of yours. I've had my eyes on you, and I do not like what I see. Your job as a custodian is a noble one, sanitizing and sterilizing the hospital, helping patients avoid sickness. But there is a sickness inside you that needs to be excised. You have the ability to not only save your soul today, but your sight. All you have to do is click the dial across the five positions, and you will live to see another day. You have 60 seconds. And he's got to pull this little knob, a dial, go one through five, and it's going to snap all the bones in his fingers on his right hand. I'll tell you this. I don't think I'd survive any of these traps, but I think I could do this. I one. could do this. Just one. go to five right yeah, away. Get it over. Just, boom. You're yeah. done. Yeah. This guy was like one at a time yeah, so, screaming in pain. It's like, bro, rip it off like a band aid. Just yeah, go. The worst way to do it, man. <laughs> so he gets through what? Like three, four fingers. He gets to three or something. Yeah. Which I'm going to say this now. If I have ever find myself trapped in a John Kramer contraption, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to die. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to put a lot of pain on myself and then die anyway, mm -hmm. because I'm not going to be like mentally ready to solve a trap that includes body mutilation in three minutes. Unless it's this one. Oh man, that sucks. It hurt like a motherfucker, but you know what? So it's, we get to see yeah. this guy get his eyeballs vacuumed out one at a time. Oof fucking gross it's all a daydream <laughs> it was all a dream yeah i mean these traps are as hard as the read kramer magazine <laughs> i like it these traps are all as difficult as the double dare physical challenges hello want to play a game you know what i mean mm -hmm. wait Here's a minute no, no 30 I'm seconds to throw a rubber frog into a cylinder on your partner's head. No one's getting that. No. They're just getting dirty. And that's what these traps are. You're just getting dirty before you die. No, I'm not going to give this one <laughs> to you, Mark. I appreciate the legwork you did on this, but this is nothing like Double Dare. It's just like it, except you die. Yeah, same thing, pretty much. I kind of want to see a movie where John Kramer just goes from like a daily routine. He's just visioning and daydreaming about all the traps. I want to see, I, well, we can get there when he, he builds all these traps, but when does he do this? How long does it go? How, how long is this movie, do you think? Like, how much time is spent? Two weeks. Well, yeah, he's got to research the treatment. He's got to buy a plane ticket. He's got to well, prep. Well, he, he goes down to Mexico in, like, two days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Really, that part's really quick. And then he rents out the warehouse, or maybe he just squats. So he squats in the warehouse, builds all these traps, well, don't forget, records his voiceovers. Seven days of recovery, drinking those liquids yeah. in, the, in the hospital room. So we're already at like 11, 12 days. Hmm. Yep. I don't know if I'm buying it. Plot hole in a Saw movie? Get out of here. Well, we've always complained that there's no way that a cancer patient could get all this set up in time that the movies yeah, he, expect he, you to. I don't appreciate you underestimating John Kramer. He would need like a whole carpentry <laughs> team and electricians. You, and, you mean like a, an Amanda and a Hoffman? Okay, look, Amanda is especially in this movie, does not look like she's building any fucking traps, okay? <laughs> she's building bad haircuts. Her, yeah, her job is to tase people and you're talk gonna, shit. You're going to give her so much shit about this hair, aren't you guys? Oh, yeah. Terrible. Dude, she looks like a beetle. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hold your hand. So, we're, yeah, maybe let's just say... Like a month. Three three weeks to a month time period Amazing. this whole movie takes place. Oh. And he only had he only had four months to live, yeah. according to the first doctor. So he's spent twenty five percent of his life doing this. Like, okay, it works out. Then saw two, it's another month. Saw three, another month, and then he kicks the bucket. Yeah, they slit his throat in movie three, I think. Yeah, I think that's Someone the does. end of it. Anyway. 
the uh, janitor notices that he's being watched. He puts all the items back, and as he's walking out of the room, Kramer goes, "Good choice." Yeah. He's like, "Okay." Do you think he would have killed him if if he had yes. stolen the items? Do you think John Kramer would have put that man in the trap that he daydreamed about? Yes, yeah. he's committed. And which goes back to is grand theft torture worthy? Like, even if you're somehow pro torture, which by the way, weird. Don't do that. Uh, is grand theft is John, that where the line is? If you touch my napkin when we're at dinner, you're done for. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> is a watch and a ring grand theft? Yeah, depends on the value, right? Value. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't think that's. Yeah, gonna... that might even be just Larson, like minor, you know, shoplifting. Hey, larceny. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. We're gonna need to either like completely break your hand or, or suction out your eyeballs for two thousand dollars worth of things. Yeah. And also, I I don't know if he would have done this because he always seems to orchestrate <clears throat> multiple traps. It's not just I'm gonna trap this one guy. But he did with in Saw One, wasn't it? Just one guy. Well, it's two guys. Well, it's piece by piece. The mm-hmm. thing is, Saw One kind of jumps around more time. Yeah. So so I don't know. Anyway. The point is, is John is having to make peace with this. And he, while he's in the hospital or from his, um, not survivor group, but his um, support group, support group. Thank you. As he's making his last will and testament, uh, Kramer runs into a guy who was in there with uh, stage four pancreatic cancer. And he's like, oh, my God. Hey, what's up, dude? And he's like, he's like, you look great. And he's like, thanks. I'm in full remission. Check out my scar. I found this experimental treatment in Norway. And I uh, got it done, and uh, they helped me. John's like, yo, hook me up. And he's like, well, all right, here's some information. Was it Henry? Henry. Yes, Henry. yes it was okay, Henry. Henry. Henry's like, okay, call this number. So he does. He calls. He, he emails. He emails and is like, hey, I'm interested in this thing. And then he gets an email and a call back from Cecilia, who's like, tell you what, we've had a lot of problems with Norway and Switzerland. So we're kind of bouncing around here and there. We're currently in Mexico. She's like, the big pharma companies are always busting our kneecaps like okay one step behind yeah calm down uh and also message one of my favorite parts of this movie is the little video he watches of cecilia talking about the treatment and it just reminded me of like the videos from lost where the dharma initiative scientists would just be talking about bullshit it reminded me of the (laughs) shitty jordan peterson videos that he does you can get yourself healthy by only eating meat and he almost dies in fucking russia because of it you're like you moron i wonder how much of this character was based around that real life lady who said she could do the blood things. Probably. Remember oh, jail? Elizabeth Holmes, yeah. Yeah, Elizabeth Holmes. They needed a Mr. DNA is what they needed. <laughs> Everything <laughs> needs a Mr. DNA. So anyway, now that they've gotten this, she's like, I can do this. Uh, we can fit you in maybe a month. And he's like, uh, and she's like, you don't have that long, do you? And he's well, like, six months. No. Six months, sorry. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, and she's like, tell you what, we have one open vacancy. We could probably do it in about three days. Can you get down to Mexico? And he's like, Done. Smash cut to John Kramer in Mexico. Ooh, I just thought another sequel. Saw on a plane. Oh. Saw on a train. It's time to get like a speed element going yeah. on in these trap movies. Love it. What do you think? So John Kramer's in Mexico, <laughs> and he's in the uh, the taxi cab, and Mateo, his taxi driver, is all like, hey, man, check this out. This is a place where they sacrifice people. They used to cut the hearts out of these people at this temple, or this like little, like, you know... It's not a temple. Whatever the fuck it is. Statue. Statue. There yeah. we go. Thank you. No problem. And um, he's like, just take me to the place. He's like, okay. So they, as they're driving out, they seem like they're about to get kidnapped by cartel members. They're like, get out of the car. You know, like he's getting robbed and he's like freaking out. This is all an elaborate plot to kind of basically get him in another van and get him to the location to kind of really give the idea. Of and like, I just need to point out that if you really want to make yourself look uh, good to the medical community that you're working outside of, 
make sure to rob and hold up your patients yeah. who were terminally ill, who could maybe have a heart attack from the shock of men with that. guns showing up in masks. Well, it's to really like vet them. Like, like, are you, are you legitimately this person? Because if you're like not, you're going to shit yourself and be like, I don't want to die. That like with these people who are already close to death, there's like, they don't really have that much to lose. So they're probably like, okay with it. Is what driver's I license no longer sufficient. Yeah, right. Now, <laughs> Did they John keep Big Pharma at bay. I That's guess, true. Yeah. Did John Kramer go after those guys too? No. They got away scot free. No, they, they were the same guys. They were the same dudes. They were. There were like was, two or three of them in the. Yeah. Yeah, there was two of them. It was the. Um, no, it couldn't have been because they drive away and then right after we see them in the. Oh, I thought it was yeah, uh, the, taxi I thought it was the anesthesiologist guy. You know, uh, keep maybe, maybe it is, but I feel like those are different people, but doesn't matter. Well, anyway, so he goes to this facility. It all looks kind of on the up and up. He meets a few people. He befriends a small Mexican child who's trying to fix his bike. At one point, it's just a kid kicking a soccer ball at a wall. Uh, the first time I think we've had Chekhov's word. How do you say pull? Oh. What he's teaching them? <laughs> oh, I didn't fucking get that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, did. It just dawned on me. Um, the one Spanish word John Kramer knows yeah. now is pull in Spanish. Okay. All right. You know what? Shout outs to them. I did not catch that. And I'm, I caught the twist of this movie immediately, but yeah. I did not catch this. So John is, he sees this little kid messing with his bike because it's, the frame is bent and he takes it into a vice and he says, what's the Spanish word for pull? I don't remember what the Spanish word for pull is. Either. He says it. Trabajo. No, I'm just That's no, work. That's work. <laughs> he pulls the, the tire. It's all fixed. Now he's made a friend. This little kid loves John Kramer now. Yep. Well, later on, he's like, Amanda's like, who's that? And he goes, a friend. And I was like, really? Like an acquaintance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he considers you a friend, John. The last will and testament. We see John Kramer sign a last will true. and testament. This is all my traps go to this little kid. <laughs> I guess he is a friend, though, because he never, he tries to pull when the time yeah. comes, we'll get there. But. Yes. But so anyway, John goes to the whole rigmarole. They explain what's going on. They have this nice little setup that looks legit. He meets a guy who's getting up off the table who had throat cancer removed. Parker Sears. Parker Sears. There you go. Not Marcus. No. Um, and he's all like, you know, like, hey, man, this really works. I'll catch you around. He's got like a bandage on his throat. Yeah. You know, he's kind of gruffy in the voice. You're like, oh, OK. Yep. It's like, yeah, 90 percent success rate. They tell John Kramer. I'll miss the Chekhov's word, and I missed a bunch of other things in this movie. I immediately called this. I was like, that guy's in on it. I knew immediately. I was like, that dude's in on it. Do you think they have rehearsals? Like, for like two weeks beforehand, they're, they're practicing? Um, well, um, he's not the first victim, so they've been doing this for a while. I think it's the same group of people, oh, though. Yeah. I thought I know, she absolutely. moved around because we knew... Uh, well, perhaps, Gabriella. I'm sure Yeah, because Mateo does say, she found us. She told yeah. us we could make some money. Damn, okay. So All they right. must have practice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's incredible. Show up at 8 a.m. We're going to run through yeah. it dry. Places, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's do our town. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so he meets Parker, and Parker's like, you know, like, hey, this shit really works, you know, like, catch you later. And then he goes to the surgery, and he's watching this the surgery on a TV screen, a monitor, and then someone catches it and is like, oh, shit, the TV's on. And so they go and turn it. And at this point, you kind of get this like vibe of like, OK, something's up here. Well, I figured I mean, I kind of knew because I think it was in the trailer. This was all fake. But I was like, oh, I wouldn't want to see my own fucking brain surgery. So no, I think, well, that's, like, that's how it's played off in the yeah, movie. The yeah. TV is right in front of John Kramer, who has to be <laughs> awake for the surgery. You know, I've, you hear about these all the time. Yeah. They happen that way so in case they can make sure your still motor functions are going. They had one girl like play a violin. She was like a, a oh, yeah. famous violinist. I was like, damn, that's so impressive. yeah. I, oh, I'm, sorry. Say, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. They wanted to make sure that like it wouldn't fuck with her violin abilities. So she was 
playing. I mean, I'm sure she wasn't like, you know, playing a full orchestra, but strumming or whatever while they were doing brain surgery. Google it. Get the fuck out. No, I will not <laughs> Google that. And I will take your word for it. John. You want to know one thing that absolutely makes me queasy? It is those surgery videos. I cannot stomach them. I will start to get sick. Same. I will watch things get torn to shreds in horror movies all day, all day long. You show me a sh- surgical cut with an ex- like a, a, a scalpel. I'm out. As soon it's as it's real. Clean. Yeah. As soon as it's real, I'm out. I can't fucking do it. But you, this fake Hollywood mm-hmm. stuff, I take it all day. Yeah. There's just something about like the the transition that bleh, can't do it like i get weak at my knees if i see a heart surgery open no. heart surgery i'm like i can't do this fucking Mm-mm. shit anyway that being said I, I i understand why i wouldn't want to see my brain no i've almost passed out watching a doctor cut me open on the arm Wait, really <laughs> yeah oh i was like i gotta lay down i'm getting lightheaded <laughs> i'm not good with this stuff in real life guys <laughs> I get it. but yes i would not want to see my own brain surgery either no. I wouldn't know what I was looking. It'd just be stressing me out. Is it supposed to look like that? Yeah. Wait a Ooh, minute. Grab that piece. What's all that black shit in yeah, there? Yeah, right. That doesn't look good. <laughs> oh. So anyway, he goes through quote unquote brain surgery and he ends up like, you know, kind of blacking out and then he wakes up in the chair and that's when Cecilia's like, congratulations, you made it through. You're going to take seven days of these serums in the morning and night. And then once you're done with that, you know, you've got a long full life ahead of you, John Kramer. And he's like, thank you. I can't, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. And she's like, don't take the bandage off. It's antibacterial. So he can't check out the, uh, the wound. So for this grift to work, they got to ensure that he doesn't Let's take the bandage the off, right? Yeah. Nothing happened in the surgery. Absolutely nothing happened in the surgery. I think they shot him up with some, maybe some, some nerve deadening uh, yeah. serum or something just so they he like couldn't feel anything. And Oxycon or something. Uh, but other than that, they don't cut his head open at all. The hair, as we find out, is not shaved off either. Which so, we actually see someone shaving something. I think they just yeah. like waved it around back yeah. there. And <laughs> um, so for this grift to work, they have to close up shop and fucking bail out in a week, right? Well, no, because they he the rest of the people don't know where the house is. John Kramer uses some kind of magic Kramer math off of a radio tower to triangulate where the house is. Well, as he's, he's in the uh, the taxi, he's yeah. looking at the surrounding landmarks and he uses those to triangulate where the house would be. And so he's the only one who ever could get back. See, that's what happens when you become an architect. Yeah. And city planner. Apparently. Because that's what John Kramer did before he became yes, Mr. He Trap Master. Yes, he <laughs> he's also like in special forces. I think so. and, uh, <laughs> I served in the war. I found Charlie several times just using the mountains around me. You know, goddamn well, which war. <laughs> uh, but that should have been like red flag number one for him. No doctor is ever going to say, don't change your bandage. Market eight, Amanda. Market eight. <laughs> no doctor is ever going to say, don't change your bandage for two weeks. You want to leave that on there, rank as shit. You normally change the dressings multiple well, yeah. times. Well, he says it's antibacterial, so he doesn't have to. But yes, again, there's a lot of you're still going to bleed. So anyway, the point is, is he makes it to the seven days and then he sends the other half of the money. Yeah. So. Well, he wanted to say goodbye to Gabriella. It he was one, it was the girl that opened the door to the uh, the Mexican villa that this uh, mm-hmm. uh, operation is happening. So at some point, she brought him a bottle of tequila and says, "Here for your nerves, you know. Good luck tomorrow but before the surgery." Yeah. So he goes to a liquor store and he buys the same bottle and he wants to give it to Gabriella because he felt a connection with this girl. So he tracks down the house again to mm-hmm. give her the gift. Yeah. And then he gets there. And guess what? This place is abandoned as fuck. And it looks like it's been ransacked. Yeah, why wouldn't they just pack up their yeah, shit? Why, why ransack it? They left the entire medical 
structure they built yeah. and everything was just kind of turned over for the next grift. Wouldn't you want to take that stuff with you? Right. And as we've later find out, they have a real radiation machine for some reason. The thing is, I don't think you, I don't think you take it. I think it's probably cheaper to buy it where you go. Source it in the country. Yeah, you're doing the grift. Having to Customs. ship it stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, then it's, it's a paper trail. Do you need this radiation machine? <laughs> you're going to need three forms of approval to yeah. get across the customs border. Yeah. Maybe Sorry, so. one DVD homemade surgery. <laughs> uh, don't worry about that. So anyway, it's also, I think they just rip it and run. Yeah. That's that makes sense. Now, one thing I didn't think about till right now is he only had, he really only interacted with Gabriella for like 15 minutes. If that, yeah, he like fell. He's like, we have a we have a tight bond, me and her. That's weird. <laughs> she she got him good. Yeah, she's good at her job with those Mexican wiles. <laughs> so when he's there, he finds the TV, and inside that TV DVD player is a DVD called My First Surgery. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or whatever it is, like learning to do brain surgery, which I'm, I don't think you can learn how to do brain surgery from a how-to DVD. No, some guys like I'm Troy McClure. You might <laughs> Fisher Price's cranial restructure. And so he pushes play, sees the video he saw of his brain. It's the exact same thing he saw. And he's like, wait a minute. So he takes his bandage off and bum, bum, bum. There's no cut. There's no shaved hair. There's nothing. You got played. Cue DJ Khaled. Mm-hmm. All right. Or you played yourself. That's what it is. I'm not up on the hip hop. I don't know. It's you played yourself. No, Good thank job. You. Thank yeah, you, John. Yeah. Thank you. The reference is there for the kids. Yeah. The, so the anyway. kids. <laughs> That's like a 20 year old reference. <laughs> Man, I said the kids. Um, so, yeah, he realizes, throws the expensive bottle of booze on the ground. Which, I would have drank it. I'm about to say, I, I was like, John or Mark would have basically like, fuck this and chug that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. I would immediately open that bottle right there. Yeah. Fuck that, man. And then I would have got the, the pain. Yeah. I would have got the planning, but you know, may as well. Why? Hey, you know, I already bought it. Take your time. Yeah. So we cut to Diego in his taxi cab right outside that Aztec statue you guys mentioned earlier. Given the same uh, spiel that he gave to John Kramer. His customer leaves, exits the vehicle, and in comes John Kramer. And what does he give him the old ether rag or something? Yeah, something he puts like a rag on his face. Must be mm-hmm. ether, let's just say. So yeah. Diego wakes up, finds himself in a trap. He's in a, a warehouse. This is where all this will happen. And he has two pipe bombs sewed to his forearms. With metal wire. With metal wire. And then duct tape to his hand with a tremendous amount of duct tape are two surgical scalpels. And he's like hung are up. scalpels or knives? I think they were surgical scalpels. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right on. Uh, I mean, I guess a scalpel is a type of knife, so you're also right. No, no, you're right. good. You're good. Keep going. Uh, and he's, you know, he's, he's tied up and he wakes up and he's like, what in fuck is this? Then he gets the standard John Kramer spiel. Diego, you're an asshole, but you might be able to be redeemed. If you cut these pipes off of your arms, you'll be fine. You'll be good to go. Or you're going to blow the fuck up. And they're like sewn again, through. through his arm, like around the <laughs> bone. So he can't just rip them away. No, he's got to cut off a huge chunk of his arm. He has to, like, it can cut through the, the, the skin around it will get him out. But Right, he's got to yeah. work the meat and skin off his arm so then they'll slide off his hands. Mark, I'm going to need to say work the meat again <laughs> real slow. Work the meat. Hi, Diego. I want to play a game. I want you to work the meat. <laughs> Work to meet. Make sure you close your door, though. But I think John Kramer wanted Diego to survive this. So he that, needed info, right? Because he gets the most amount of time. Like he talks, he gets he gets to panic. He's got three minutes, dude. Well, he gets to panic though before the clock starts. Shout out to Diego though for just uh, <laughs> at one point going, "All right, screw this, I'm going for it." Because once he commits to it, he's not like everyone else who's like, "I don't know if I should." He's like, "Let's cut." So after getting the first bomb off, like, say, right arm, can you imagine using that same arm to 
cut away That's at the left arm. Up. I was like, dude, do you know how much pain you would be in trying yeah. to cut through? But I guess adrenaline, man. Yeah, and he does struggle because at the end, he just uses his teeth to yank it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he kicks the pipe bombs away from him and, and he yells, Kramer! <laughs> but the way he yells it sounds like fucking Jerry and Kramer from yes. like yeah. Seinfeld. It was just like, Jerry! <laughs> I was like, dude. And those pipe bombs blow up. They're big. They're way bigger than they needed to be to just kill him. They would have like disintegrated him. (laughs) But then John Kramer runes downstairs and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you're going to be okay. And then like heals him up. But the thing is, and this is like also part of why he's wrong besides just on the surface level. Yes, Diego survived. But even if all of his physical injuries heal, which they are not going to, the man is psychologically traumatized. You subjected this individual to just an unbelievable amount of trauma that they're going to, he's going to have to spend his whole life working through. This is a thing that really bums me out about these movies is because I don't know if you ever watched those videos of like, where they're like, you know, we interviewed a real like jewel thief and, you know, like talked about this and, or we interviewed like a former mafia guy Mm -hmm. or whatever. And the one thing they always say is like, you know, sure, I didn't kill anybody, but I didn't realize the intense amount of like mental and emotional harm I did to people and making them scared of living their lives of like just going to work. People couldn't, you know, like they, they always, most of them always come to that. And it's like the fact that John Kramer hasn't like, like he just views it as like, oh, they'll be happy to like live life now. It's like, they'll be terrified to do the smallest thing wrong. Like you've made their lives so potentially unbearable. Yeah, this theology that John Kramer holds is flawed, flawed at best, (laughs) at best. So Diego gives up the info on the other people. I think we get to see uh, Gabriella and Valentina. Yeah, I think Valentina's next. And they all get picked up by our pig faced uh, individual. So Valentina's at the club hitting on some giant like, you know, biker dude who eventually takes her out to the car. And then she's like, hey, give me some money for sex. And he's like, no way. It turns out she's a prostitute. And then goes immediately to rape from like zero to 100. That dude's like, I'm not paying. I'm going to rape you. And yeah, I was like, we're already here. So like, yeah, it's insane. And uh, pig faced uh, character interrupts the rape. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to pig face. Still, Valentina gets snatched. Not a good day for her. Mm-mm. Not, was that not Valentina least. or Gabriella? That was Valentina. It's Valentina. Okay, because Ga- Gabriella's the drug addict. Yeah, Gabriella. Right? She goes to scores and ends up in a bathroom. She goes to, I guess Mateo works at a veterinarian clinic. I yes. guess. And he has access yeah. to drugs. So she shows up, Gabriella does with money, and Mateo's like, you're going to have to find another dealer. Like, we can't keep doing this. And she's like, whatever, thanks for the pills. But he's like, you look like shit. And she did look like shit. Oh, she looked rough. She looked like a drug addict. Yeah. And what happens here? Pig he face gets, shows pig up face, again, right? Yeah, gets, and he gets tased. Uh, and then cuts and then we cut to Gabriella in a bathroom. Don't tase me, bro. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Gabriella in a bathroom trying to take her drugs. She's acted all weird about it considering that bathroom looks like where everybody takes their drugs. Like everybody in there wants to do drugs. But she's being real sketch about it and goes into like a stall. I like when movies show these moments and I'm just like, who wants to go to Mexico if it's that fucking dirty? Right. <laughs> like, jeez. I've been there. Not a, on drugs though. In, a, oh, okay. in the disgusting yeah. bathroom stall? Just border town. Then she sees feet. And then she's like, hey, it's occupied. Occupado. Occupado. And uh, the guy kind of Spanish wanders off. Spanish lesson by Garrett. Yes. Duo Garolito. Ooh. That's his app. You can learn Spanish from uh, that app. Love it. 
<laughs> she opens the bathroom door and just starts walking and somehow just gets knocked the fuck out by the other stall door. The stall sort of swings open and knocks her flat on her ass. And I was like, I got to give it to him. That was a cool knockout. Yes. I, I enjoyed that. I one. would not have seen that coming. Neither did she. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> now we cut to Charlize Theron. Cecilia um, Peterson. There you go. Cecilia Peterson. Fucking She's in a giant mansion. glass mansion in Mexico. Is this like a rental? Like, I don't know. It looks like she's been there for quite some time. It's it's all like very lavish. Custom and blinds. No, this is where she lives. It, it, so I, she I don't she's know. going to Bolivia. Next. Yeah, I don't know I don't why you she is. I think she just says that. I think she just think but then was, why would she ransack her own warehouse? This is like an Airbnb. It's got to be an Airbnb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like like a long-term Airbnb, but still. Yeah. I, Who <laughs> buys a glass mansion and just Airbnbs at the whole fucking time? Too many people. There? That's the problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> the housing market in Mexico, let me tell you. Oh, it is it. Getting, you know, it's getting bedroom, really I'd fucked. I never fucking leave it. You know? Yeah. Regardless, she's got it's, it's a place that has security cameras galore. She but hears no alarm. A, That's the key. A lot yeah. of cameras. Apparently, no alarm though. She hears a noise and she checks the cameras and then she sees somebody on the roof with like a fucking cinder block. Oh, and that 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 shot of the person walking across the roof—you can barely see that person walking until they start moving. Then it's like, oh, and you 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 immediately focus on it. That's so freaky. It's a great shot, and you watch the person in the security cam throw the center block and then it comes through the ceiling through right the above glass ceiling right above cecilia yeah and then they drop in and do they scuffle very long or how no she she sees them coming so she starts running right and drops and she runs to her her garage and gets in her car but ah uh, ha ha there was a pig person in the car too shot with uh, <laughs> there was a big person in the car too <laughs> yeah man bear pig was waiting for her and shoots her up with some sort of drug and she's passed out and that was john kramer was that John yeah, Kramer? It was okay. John and Amanda working together to get Cecilia. Yeah, Tactic. he, he kind of Amanda getting the other ones, but John and her, John and Amanda go after Cecilia. Yeah, he, he's like he takes his mask off in the car when he injects her. With the oh right, so you know it's me. Tag team back again. Oh, I want to play a game again. So bada bing, bada boom. John Kramer's got all his people in a warehouse. Where does he keep buying these warehouses? Where does he commandeer these warehouses? Who knows? He's well, got, this particular. He's got this is where the surgery took place. Yeah. This is all their warehouse. back in the same one the scam took place in. Okay, that yeah. makes more sense. That so also he, explains why the little kid was there, because I was like, where the fuck did this little kid come from? <laughs> he <laughs> just wanders Mexico, kicking <laughs> footballs or soccer balls against the wall. Yeah, soccer balls. Say it right. <laughs> be a very different game if he was Look kicking America, American... chill out, all right? It's soccer. <clears throat> if he was kicking American footballs against the wall, what a weird game. I think you need to reverse that. Look, world. Yeah. It's soccer. We're the only country That's that fine. calls the it soccer. That's fine. The world get fucked. <laughs> USA. U- anyway. Not so in the World Cup, we won't. John nope. Kramer. <laughs> John Kramer's got everybody in the... Um, the warehouse, they're all kind of chained up. They're all realizing, what's going on? They realize John, they look up and they see John and he's like, you guys all scam me. It's time to play a game. Another thing that I really appreciated about this movie that I don't believe has really happened before is that John Kramer is present mm-hmm. at the time of the torture. Before, it's all been recording and, and the jigsaw killer's not ah, around. You're wrong. you're wrong. Part one, he was the dead body on the floor the whole time. But I mean, looking uh, them in the eyes. He was playing yeah. a part. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? I digress. It's not little Billy Puppet the whole time. It's he not puts just on recordings. Some did you guys think we weren't going to get a Billy Puppet? I did. Yes, I, I did. I was too. so worried. Except you told me this. that it was coming. So okay, okay, I was like, sorry, well, Garrett to, told me Billy's I coming. Didn't mean to like, <laughs> I didn't mean to spoil it for you, but yes, I was so worried we were not going to get a Billy Puppet. I was freaking out. I, I don't think you can make a Saw movie without a puppet at this point. Yeah, but also, like, when did he have time to make a puppet that could ride a fucking bike? He was actually making those puppets back when his wife was pregnant. I so. want to see a scene where he goes through TSA line and they scan his <laughs> luggage and find a fucking I Billy puppet. I think he puppet. made it on site. I think he made it on site. 
Look at all that nice little paint swirlies yeah. and the puppet heads. You can source red paint in Mexico. But we see that his hand's all shaky. John, <laughs> yeah. stop worrying so much about this, okay? He couldn't even sign his name. <laughs> Maybe Amanda brought it. Oh, uh, bam. Oh, boom. She crossed the border illegally. She didn't check that bag. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, carry-on or whatever. Damn. We got to do something about this border. Yeah. You, you <laughs> cracked the code. Mexico's rotten with Americans. Puppets and uh, they're just coming across willy-nilly. Too many puppets. got to build a puppet wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we need some kind of puppet master to control him. What would a puppet wall look like? <laughs> it's got a little like curtain. Yeah. yeah. I think a regular wall, just smaller. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh man. Uh, so he basically tells them, okay, you guys scam me. It's time for y'all to play a game. And, um, and Cecilia is actually still putting into the, the work of like, it all happened, John. Yeah. I don't know why you're doing this. He to, to try and make it not seem like revenge. He doesn't. He's not actually necessarily mad about being scammed. He goes on and fucking on about they're preying on hope. The one thing these people have left is hope, and you took advantage of it. I liked that. The way he delivered it was really well done. But yes, if you actually dig into the concept, you're like, mm. In his twisted morality, yes. like he's he's framing it that way. But dude, you're getting revenge because yeah. you got fucked. He's an anti-hero, if you will. I don't I even know if he's in, yeah. it, well, it, in the, the scope of this movie. He's yeah, supposed what to they're be. trying to do. I guess, yes, if he hadn't personally been scammed, his bullshit would at least make a little more sense. But you you, you aren't out looking for these scams. You got tricked and are mad about it. The point is, is he starts explaining it out and it's time to get going because Mateo starts begging for his life. Cecilia's like, fuck this. We got this. Valentina is just cursing. They're all starting to turn on each other. You know, we, we had nothing to do with this. It was all the white woman. <laughs> well, like, Valentina, yeah. I get. She is in the worst position of them all. I don't know why. Because she was like the least, uh, to me, like uh, offensive of the group. All she did was kind of smile at him and take a little fake blood. Well, Gabriella was. Oh, yeah, that's true. Gabriella, Gabriella was just the caretaker. Yeah, yeah, it was like the housekeeper. Really, all of them, except Cecilia, kind of minor fun. I guess Mateo pretended to do surgery, so yes. maybe his involvement's a little more. I think if you're in the room, which Valentina was, you got Fair equal enough. parts complicity. But she is like... Because she, she turns the monitor. She like knows, like, mm. oh, shit, yeah. She's strapped down and has like some sort of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not a jerry saw. Some sort of surgical wire saw across her neck and mm-hmm. if i were her i'd be panicking a little bit too because all our other friends or co-conspirators are just sort of chained to the floor with long comfortable chains basically this is where john gives his whole spiel of like you know hey this is what we're gonna do you have a chance to you know deal with what you did we all know the whole saw thing we're not going to reiterate it all yeah if you, you gotta don't pass know your it, test go watch saw one through three so it's a jiggly saw ah, jerry saw is so close yeah, yeah jiggly saw jiggly yeah or jiggly it's G-I-G-L-I. Oh, it is a Geely. It is Geely. a Geely saw. saw. Yeah. So that's wrapped around her neck. And in next to her is a little uh, box that she opens up and it's a hand one. Ugh. So it's not controlled by any mechanisms. It's literally one with just two handles that she's going to have to put under her leg. And on her leg is a dotted line. And thigh. thigh. On thigh. Yeah, yeah it's, it's way up there. Way up there. She's going to have to use this Geely saw to get through her femur bone to reveal where she can get marrow that there is now a tube that she's got to stick into her bone and drain into this balance. I think this is a good time for this. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking gross. Ugh. So and- blood and marrow is going to pour out into this like weighing balance contraption until there's enough marrow to bring the lever down and turn off the trap. 
And she fucking did it, man. She missed it by like one second. You cannot hesitate with John Kramer. You know how on the microwave you can hit the add 30 seconds button? <laughs> yeah. I really think John Kramer should have been hitting that button when she got through that leg. He's like, no, she's almost there. It was like impossible. I guess if she had started exactly, I guess the trick is you you just have to go right off the line. Right. You have no time it's to a orient. Hard sell, though. Yes. It's a hard sell. No person is just going to be like, better start sawing. <laughs> <laughs> Except for James Wan. Wait, he's the one that did the first one, right? Yeah. All right, there you go. Him and Lee Whannell. But she also has to take the time to play a tape recorder, right? It tells her how to all the shit she's got to do. It's a lot for you to mentally prepare to yeah. saw off your leg. Well, I think she plays the tape recorder first, right? That's, yes, yeah, she yeah, does. Yeah. I, we just kind of skipped you over You get the that, warning but. beforehand, but yeah, it says play me, and she's like, no, and they're like, you have to, and she's like, okay. I like when Mateo's like, I'm not touching that fucking thing, and yeah. then he comes up. Shocked, up, yeah. Over the intercom, like, uh, that's not how this works. Meanwhile, Cecilia, the, the head honcho of this scam, is over there going, you can do it. Saw it <laughs> off. You can do it. Saw it off. And I'm like, you need to shut the fuck up, lady. Like tourniquet, tie it around your fucking leg, grab that Geely saw, so look, start sawing, baby. I appreciate that she knows a little bit about medicine because I probably would have forgotten about that whole like tie off the yeah. thing before you saw and then you just bleed out and die. Well, even with a tourniquet, man, you're still going to fucking bleed out unless that thing is so tight. Right. Which did not look like it was no, nearly no, tight she barely, enough. She, she tightened that as much as I tightened my belt. Right. Just <laughs> enough to keep the pants up. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> also, like, it's kind of incredible more these people don't just pass out. Right. From the shock and yeah. pain, like, they should be knocked out. Like, like there's no way. Especially what she went through. Oh, Bananas. Yeah. And then to be, and so she gets there. She's doing the marrow. We see when this. When you say get you mean she cuts her leg. Her leg yes. and, and then watch it flop to the ground. This was the most cringe of the movie for me. It was watching her really? saw this leg Over the off. brain? Because of the sound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was cool with this as opposed to the brain. But. The most disgusting thing for me was watching the marrow collect. <gasps> yeah, that was pretty bad. You, you better stop talking about it. And she was so, so she, you watch it and, you, and they do this great job of cutting to the scale and you can see it getting closer and closer to the line. And then the clock counts down and it hits like one and zero and she crosses the line, but nope, too late. And Damn. the saw just cuts her fucking- It was a fucking, photo finish and yeah, she lost. Cuts her head off. The Geely saw around her neck just goes back and yeah, yeah. just saws her head completely off. And then her whole body falls to the floor. But like again, everything uh, falls down. If I found myself in a trap, I just wouldn't even participate. I'm going to say, Jigsaw, you're killing me. Yeah, this is stupid. Like, We're why done. would I torture myself last three minutes I was alive? Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it. So everybody now knows that the stakes are real. Yep. Valentina's been beheaded. There's some more conversation between Amanda and John Kramer. I think Amanda's starting to feel bad for Gabriella because mm -hmm. she's a drug addict. She sees herself in this person. So there's a lot of back and forth on that where John's like, you got to suck it up and just, you know, this is the job. This is the mantra, you know. And it's like, everyone has free will. It's like, yeah, John, duh, but she's chemically addicted but to a substance. She's like, also saying, like, you don't control, you don't have free right. will when you're addicted and stuff like that. But the thing that gets me about this is, Amanda, you literally overcame your addiction because this. Wouldn't you want the same thing for fucking Gabriella? Yeah, but I think maybe she knows what's coming up for Gabriella, and it is a fucked trap. I mean, if you think about it, her trap, terrible, but... She got out and there was no... What, is the radiation one? Yeah, for Gabriella. That's the easiest trap to get out of. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, Amanda, no. Amanda's, Amanda's trap was trap. the mouth trap, right? right. She's, she had the first like bear trap, reverse bear trap on her face. She had to get the key out from under her eye or what, what was it? How did she get I the key I forget from? where the key was. In her stomach or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but the point is it was like, honestly, it was a shitty trap, but compared to what Gabriella has to go through, not that bad. No way. No way. Well, let's hold it for when okay, we get okay. there. Okay, okay. Right. Let's argue about this Because next up, they, are, they realize, uh, they hear, 
hear uh, Cecilia's phone ring, mm-hmm. and it's, it's on a cart, like in between all of them, and they're like, we need to get some rope to pull the cart. And they don't have any rope, but Cecilia, being a fucking genius, you know what, this is props. Props to her, you do what you gotta do to survive. Props to my number one Mexican scammer. So I gotta say that Mateo needs to shut the fuck up. Oh, he's All a- he's doing is whining and being very loud about don't do that, that's horrible. And it's like, bro, are you not yet realize yeah. where you're at? Like whatever you can do to try to get out of here, you should be doing. Also, you're making a lot of ruckus. Yes. So, says, Mateo, stop begging. Yeah. Dude, he's such a bitch. Like, if John Kramer hadn't already thought of this happening, that would have alerted your cat and they would have come down and fucked you up. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Teo, I never want to be captured with you anywhere. Okay, so one of my big problems with Saw movies is John Kramer must be able to see into the future. He's got to. Well, that's what happens when you plan cities. I mean, look how well Austin did. Right. Clearly. Right? Because <laughs> Mark alluded to it. It turns out this whole cell phone thing was planned by John Kramer. So he planned one for that one girl to fail that her body would fall in such a way that then Cecilia could get her body, cut her open, use her intestines as a rope. I don't think he saw the intestines part of it. I think he just knew they're going to try to get that phone. Yeah, but how are they going to get it? They're resourceful. If they wanted it, (laughs) they'd find a way. That's a big key to this whole plot. As they say, life finds a way. Fair enough. Let's bring Jurassic Park back. I mean, to John's point, they had no other ability to wrap anything else around a cart other than someone's long, large intestine. Yeah. I so guess they I could don't have taken their clothes off. They could have fashioned a rope out of shirts. It's a lot of could have that John's hinging his whole night on. The reason that they need Cecilia to get this phone so that she can call for help. Parker. Parker Sears. Marcus. Yeah. Call him Marcus. Parker, no, you, a.k.a. Marcus. Marcus. <laughs> Parker Sears so they can catch the last fly in the trap. Because John evidently knows, as I did, this guy's in on it. Right. But also, he's really hoping that she calls Parker and not the fucking police. Look, I love my wife, but if I were in this situation, my first call would be to the police. But let's like, from this perspective. Man, fuck the police. I'm out. From this perspective, though, they are also criminals. But no so proof. All they, the police are going to come in the there. The money's upstairs. I think there's enough evidence to maybe do a case. It's going to be no, a problem. No, I think John's right. I don't think there's enough to put it together until John Kramer talks. And even then. It's a his say, she, he say, she a, says. Wasn't there a wall? of names with the amount of money that they stole from these people? Well, they would probably go look at the house. Why? They come in, they see a dead body. They see these two crazy people. They see three people chained up. They're not going to start interrogating the three chained up people. I was just a tourist in Mexico on a tour from the taxi cab company and I got kidnapped. Also, if my options were go to like rich people jail for fraud or some sort of despicable death, I'm going to pick jail. Even Mexican jail. Well, John is hinging his bets that this person will make the wrong choice. Yes. He hinges right. a lot of bets. But anyway, point being is they take out, what's her name? Vivian? Valentina. Valentina. They take out Valentina's large intestines, throw it around, use it as a rope to pull this cart so he that- really chunked that shit right into Mateo's <laughs> yeah. face too. He catches it like a ball of yarn and smacked him in the face. And I was like, dude- yeah, you got to do what you got to do. They pull the cart. Uh, Cecilia gets the phone, calls part. Well, we don't know who she calls yet. She calls somebody and she's like, help, I've been kidnapped and fucking just gets tased. By because Amanda Caesar. Yeah, Amanda yeah. sees this, which they evidently know. So anyway. Now she's got the phone, Amanda. Yes, Amanda's got the phone and it's time for the next trap. Which, which is, is Mateo. Mateo. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they argue for a while and then Amanda goes, fine, but Mateo's, the anesthesiologist is next. It was supposed to be Gabriella and Amanda changes it. And this is the only part of the movie that is affected by Amanda's 
apathy, no, uh, sympathy. Sympathy, yeah. For, uh, apathy is a very different <laughs> yeah, outcome. Uh, the sympathy for Gabriella. So rather than her go next, Mateo's going to go next. He's strapped to a chair now and in rolls Billy the Puppet with a tray of surgical equipment and vials of liquid. My boy, Billy. Dude, uh, John Kramer should have been like a stage director. His just incredible. The man's a showman. It's incredible. You gotta, exactly. You gotta give it up. He, I mean, he managed to line up that Billy puppet to go straight through everybody yeah. and land right where it needs to be. If it was me, that thing would hit a pole and fallen <laughs> over and all everything on the train. Like, this is a good moment to bring up that the people that did Saw 10 also made fun of that AMC The Movies Are Special video. So good. With, um, what's her face? Nicole Kidman. Nicole yeah. Kidman. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. And they did a like a did a take on that using saw and like horror movies is like you can only get this experience here. So there's a scene when the Billy puppets like riding through the hallways and it hits a chair and he goes, ugh. <laughs> and it cracks me up every fucking time. That indescribable feeling we get when the lights flicker. When the lights flicker on and off. Somehow self-amputation feels good in a place like this. But it does go, it goes over the intestines because you hear it go clunk. And I was like, damn, that's well done. Um, See, just like a, like a, a, a turnkey, like wind up toy. What is it? It must be battery power. He's got a Hemi engine. Is it like a radio control thing? Oh, that'd be so great. You see John Kramer. Fuck. It's an app. It's an app. Okay. Everything's an app these days. But he rolls over there. Smoking like an old man. Billy rolls up next to Mateo and there's a camera above his head and there's a spot on his cranium that's been shaved clean of hair and there's a little tape player and like Garrett said he's like nah not doing it and he's like it doesn't work that way press play god damn it yeah because if he doesn't <laughs> do it he gets like shocked or some shit through the yeah. chair so he hits play and basically this trap is he's going to have to use a surgical tool to cut a hole in his cranium and use some tweezers to pull out a piece of his brain and drop it into a dissolvent that will then do what? It closes a circuit somehow that opens the, the box so that he can get a key and unlock the maybe, lock that's got him. Maybe he could have cut off anything and dropped it I into the dissolvent. Did it he, have to be brain matter? He just threw his skull to the ground first. I was like, you're going to want that back, buddy. But also... <laughs> no, because John said it had to be brain matter. Yeah, but how's John know? Fuck him. He's watching it from the room. Is he going to get down in three minutes before Mateo unlocks himself? Yeah. Like, but, take that pinky, baby. <laughs> now, this one does suck, but actually probably one of the least bad. Because I learned from Science of the Lambs, your brain has no nerve endings. Oh so once he started pulling out his brain, it actually wouldn't have hurt him at all. Well, they were, he was going on and on about like the brain is res resilient and will rewire oh, yeah, itself. Yeah, you can't just yank so out like, a piece. I feel like if I yanked a piece of brain, I was like, oh, I just lost all my ability well, to He says that people have actually had like, lateral like brain sections yeah, taken I just, out and still like lived and it can even I'm sorry. I'm not going to take that at his word. I think you're going to be pulling out memories. Oh, I forgot who my yeah. mom is. Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> you know. sure you can survive, but do, like it's not going to be a harmless situation. There's no extra brain. All right. You need all of your well, brain. They only say we use like 7% of our brains. <laughs> yeah. People who use 7% of their brain said that, but the rest <laughs> of us are using all of our brain and we need it. Uh, but well, like the wasn't that the gist of phenomenon? Yeah, he's use hundred percent of your brain, and suddenly he's a fucking genius. terrible John Travolta movie. <laughs> shit. Anyway, he so cuts us a square in his skull. Also, that was tough to watch. That was the hardest part for me is where he has to cut the because I don't know if you guys have like ever had like saw stuff on your brain nope. on your skull. It is so fucking 
loud. It echoes in your head like a fucking engine. I'm assuming the only thing closely relative to that is when I've gotten like jaw surgery or teeth surgery. You yeah. just fill it in your entire Ugh. cranium. You like smell the burning bone. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So anyway, he gets his head open. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm vetoing talking about this cut. Anyway, now that I think about it, all of those would smell so bad. Anyway, uh, he so he starts cutting, ripping pieces of his brain out and dropping the and thing. And he fucking does it. He gets it done. And then it just slits. It's going to take a day and a half to dissolve at whatever pace they were showing in this movie. Because uh, it just very slow starts to disintegrate. It was unfortunate that like legitimately he did it and just didn't have enough time to let it dissolve. The timer, the timer's got to change. Yes. I think that for me, I want to see a thing where these people can actually escape because realistically three minutes is not enough time. I don't know how many times we could say that. Yeah. Well, also how much time does it take to get someone to actually like really accept and realize what they're doing? Like that's the thing is for me, like sure, I could do something really quick out of a survival instinct, but I may not have learned my lesson from just surviving. Like I need to come to on my own terms, like to some time frame to like, okay, you know what? I do want to live not just like a, a knee jerk reaction. I want to live because what have I learned out of that? Yeah. I mean, I think like a minimum five minutes. That's why Amanda got tested multiple times in the first couple Saw films, you know? Yeah. 10 minute timer. I'm thinking right, that's just, Ten that would have been fair. Yeah. But minimum five, like, come on. But anyway, yes. Mateo, poor dude, he gets a, uh, we only see the back of it at first, right? There's like a big metallic contraption over his head and we see a door that's open. You understand the concept. The door's going to close and kill him. So that's what happens. The door closes and it's a big like Aztec head. It's the head from that statue. That like he's, an Iron Maiden type situation. Yeah. It was just a toaster. Yes. Right? It's just like it, toast his face. It cooks his head <laughs> to death. Speaking of smelling bad. Oh yeah. Could you imagine the burning hair and everything uh, else? Can I interest you in some smoke, Mateo? But wh- where did he find that time? That sounds like a fancy dish. Yeah, it does, right? <laughs> where did he find time? I don't know. To fucking ironically get a, a Aztec statue. They head. sell these Amanda Iron Maiden. sourced it, you guys. Just Amanda's the okay. answer to all these questions. They went to the Costco and they found an Aztec toaster and they just split it in half and then Jerry rigged it, you know? Secretly, Amanda. <laughs> Jerry! <laughs> Secretly, Amanda is a logistics expert. Yeah, it was a little silly. Like, it out was. of all of the trap stuff, that felt the most unbelievable. That leads me to the question. Where do you think the traps rank amongst the Saw pantheon of traps? I uh, Saw 10's traps. a little too basic. Well, if you take into consideration that he's got to make these on the fly in a country that he's not familiar well, yes, with. Not taking that into consideration, just overall, like, out of the traps, this mm-hmm. these seem very basic. Now, I also would think, oh, in the time frame, he also hasn't gotten, like, super, super creative as he did in later ones. But then at the same time, like, oh, some of the early traps are pretty simplistic too. So I think they fit really nicely within like the early Saw 1 and 2 films of the traps that existed. But I think they fit well, but I also found them a little bit underwhelming. The gore was what sold them as opposed to the traps themselves. I agree. For me, I think the trap that still stands out in my brain is like the grossest trap that we've seen. And I know they're all terrible. But it's still the one where they got those people got to saw through the webbings of their fingers <gasps> until they fill up the the jars That's of right. blood. Oh, four. So it's like Fuck all those saw one. blades just going yeah. between your fingers and you just like all spaghetti appendages by the end of it. Baby spaghetti. That's that to me is like number one creepy fuck trap. I don't want to ever see that one, you know. Yeah. So in comparison, I think you're right. The traps were a little mild, but they felt very natural for his early on. Sure. Stuff. You know, so yeah. So I, I, can was, see I was cool with that. I only rank the traps as, could I make it through? And uh, <laughs> zero out of four for these. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I would have made it through the very final one. We'll get there when we get there. But uh, oh, the, Cecilia's the trap? The bloodboarding one? Yeah, I would have definitely okay. survived that trap. The radiation one I would have been out of. 
No problem. I will break the shit out of my hand. I'll rip well. Let's the skin get to off. that. So Parker shows up at the the facility. The and he's like, got a gun, and he comes back, and it looks like he's coming to get revenge on Cecilia for also getting defrauded, defrauded, frauded, whatever. scammed, scammed. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Thank you, scammed. Um, so. <laughs> He comes in, he's like, I'm going to do them both. <laughs> that money was for my kids. That was their college graduation and money. And John's like, no, they have a right to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and then, of course, now we get this whole point. He's like, you guys are just murderers. He's like, nope, they have a choice. They can keep living. And he's like, no, this is kind of fucked yeah. up. And, and then at this point, if you're halfway cognizant of the Saw franchise, you're like, this dude is in on it. There wasn't a moment I thought this guy was legit. Like when, the minute he walked on screen, I was like, oh, he's in on the whole fucking mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I John, guess I'm the mark. I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. John Kramer takes the gun away. and He's like, what are you doing here, Parker? You know, what's the deal? And yeah. He's like, ah, my money. I'm going to get him back for blood, baby. So he, he conveniently has John Kramer has the gun. He puts it away in a locker. Okay. And he straps him to a chair. He's like, watch. Here's what we're doing with these people. Make sure we talk about this gun in the final scene, because there's some bullshit that happens with this gun that I am not okay with. In oh, this movie. it was so stupid. Where John Kramer empties out the gunpowder of the bullets, and then puts the bullets back in the clip. But I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Just take the bullets out. This yeah, is that'd the be the stupidest shit ever. But I guess anyway. he expected them to check if they were bullets. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, people do that because you can refill bullets i know you can but, but the fact that he it would take him forever it, it's just like like how much time do you have here yeah anyway at some point i guess they knock parker out and that's when they empty they out. knock him out when he he shoots uh like a, a pig person he shoots but it valentina's turns- body inside the pig mask oh right and the head rolls off and he's like what the fuck and then amanda basically knocks him out and says come in like a criminal get treated like a criminal and so while he's knocked out that's when john does yeah. the bullet thing and they kind of they chain him to a chair peewee bike style to the clown <laughs> it'd be like lady you're all fucking criminals we're all yeah. criminals here get off your fucking high horses here yeah totally get off your high tricycles <laughs> and now it's gabriella's turn so she wakes up i guess they knock her out too because they don't show her getting strung up no they no, do they do. she's they already chained ra- yeah so they they retract the chains one's around a leg One's around her hand mm-hmm. and she goes up into the air. Think Michael Jordan going for a dunk. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. So she's now suspended in the air with these chains connected to her with a giant, like a chemotherapy machine. It's a radiation, a radiation lamp yeah, radiation. of yeah. some she, kind, right? Which is what they actually do. They actually have radiation lamps in it. They block a certain area and they just radiate the hell out of a certain part of your body. So a little tape player's dangling there and they're like, you better play the tape. And I don't know if you guys have any experience with someone going through radiation. It is fucking brutal. It is very painful. I believe it. Sorry for all you actual cancer patients out there. Yeah. Hang in there. Fuck cancer. That's for a great, yeah, that's a grave talk uh, endorsed opinion. All right. Grave talk <laughs> hot take. Yeah, we hate cancer. <laughs> so they play the tape. Hey, hey Gabriella, want to play a game? No, he never says want to play a game in, on the tapes. No. Uh, he does at one point. He does say at one point, I was like, I want to play a game. I think it was when he was first introducing everyone yeah, to the whole thing. But yeah, but he, doesn't he do it does end it the same. It's always live or die. Make your choice. Right. That's at the end of every tape. So I think he like workshop that. He's like, live or die. Decide. No, no, don't mm, like it. <laughs> live or die, if you will. Oh, oh wait, no. Too no, formal, no, too no, formal. No, she's up there and she's told like, hey, you see this sledgehammer that's conveniently uh, just kind of hooked up to the ceiling right next to you? Peter Gabriel nods in agreement. He's <laughs> like, so you got to take that and you got to bash on your foot and hand until you slide out from the chain shackle and you will tumble to the ground and survive. Meanwhile, this radiation lamp is going to continually go up in amps until you get toasted like a fucking marshmallow. Three minutes on the clock. 
And uh, she, again, resists, as they all would, as any normal person would do. Like, um, okay, she takes out the sledgehammer. Well, Cecilia's like, you have to do this. This is easy. And she's not wrong. This is the easiest. She's like, if you don't do it, we'll never escape. And if I that was me, I was like, nobody's escaping, you fool. Lady, what makes you think any of us are getting out of here? (laughs) Yeah, but she's trying to encourage her on. And then she says, do the foot first. So Good that idea. way you'll swing out of the way of the lamp and it's like, okay, at least she's giving her a little yeah. pointer there, mm-hmm. but she takes that sledge and she whacks away at her foot. And part of me is like, wouldn't your foot start to swell? And then maybe you couldn't get it out of that shackle anyway. It's delayed. You break the bones hard enough. Like you can still pull it through. Yeah, it would swell, but probably not immediately. Yeah. Okay. Also, it's, you call it a sledgehammer. Like it's really more like a ballpoint hammer. Was it? I thought it no, looked it like, like it a sledgehammer. It wasn't full. It like, couldn't be it a like, sledgehammer. Like I mean, half. she's she's like, like a, a five foot tall lady. She was well, never okay. swinging one hand, swinging a sweat sledgehammer. It was definitely like some kind of like large. That's mouth. fair. They are heavy. Yeah. But, um, she managed to get the foot free. Also, you're wrong about that. The the foot first. I mean, cause the thing, if you break your hand, you fall to the ground. The thing's hoisted in the air. The radiation lamp was hoisted in the air. They'd have to lower it to the ground to get to her. She just break her foot in that time. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the fall would suck a little bit more. Because <laughs> She's falling be either way. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, get out of the way of the lamp because the thing is chained to the ceiling. Guess what? Well, Mark, you and I would have definitely <laughs> not figured that. Yeah. I was like, good idea with the foot. Yeah. That one happened. And I was all like, done. Like, I was like, immediately, like, this is the easiest thing ever. Like, no one's gotten off easier than this person. And I wonder if that was on purpose because of the way Amanda thought about it. John gave her a trap that she could easily survive. She felt a little less culpable in the whole scheme of things because she was just kind of in the building, right? Yeah, yeah but he, I think he hates, not hates, but because he these are all their choice. But I think he wants to get her the most because for some reason he like fancies her, not fancies her, but he's like. Yeah, he felt a real life connection yeah, to her. Because they as both a had cancer. Supposedly, she obviously didn't because she said that she had cancer. Oh, yeah, that was right. like the whole thing. Like, all right, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, she, what, what was even her purpose? Because he meets another cancer survivor later. Probably just to add to the, the, the yeah. mystique of this actually being I'm sure true. She source things around town was part of the scam. But so, anyway, poor she, her. she gets out of it. Basically, she, well, she knocks, swings away. Yeah, she swings away and the thing moves. The radiation lamp moves in front of her again. You're like, oh, you're not getting away that easy. So then she breaks her hand hard enough and falls to the ground. And she survives. Yeah. Well, well sort of. She is. She uh, survives the uh, trap. Though. Yeah. Yes, she's she does. Definitely going to get cancer. Though. John Kramer comes over here and is like, we need to get her a hospital immediately. And that's when from behind comes Parker Sears with the revolver. <gasps> and he's like, not so fast, my dude. And then he's like, she survived. She needs medical help. And he's like, oh, really? And then like, he, was it he, Cecilia? He, yeah, that, he lets yeah. Cecilia out of her shackles, and she just walks over and steps on Gabriella's neck. Breaks her neck. Bans Poor her Gabriella. Dead. She's donezo. And I don't really know why she did that. Because she's going to type all the loose ends. Because yeah. John's like, oh, she's right. going to kill you all. You know, Do you really think that she's going to leave these loose so ends around? So is Cecilia around? killing all of her yep. players and oh, yeah. or when she does this grift around the world? Disposable? Stuff. I don't think so, but I think she saw the opportunity and was like, fuck it. More money for me. Exactly, yeah. I think she does. No, maybe. I guess the we'll only, never know. The only but. way to like, you know, what the, the best kept secret is one that's never told, you know, like. I think I'd rather pay the people off than have to deal with a potential murder uh, investigation by the true, police. True, but, fair, fair, fair. You know, what do I know? <laughs> we all, we all make choices. I'm not a fake doctor. That's true. I'm not a fake doctor. <laughs> but Actually, I did. Technically, you are a fake doctor. Well, that's yeah. true. You're not a real doctor. If I claim to be one, then I'll, yeah. I am immediately a fake doctor. But you did uh, stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> So basically at this point, uh, Mark Parker, not Marcus, uh, Parker and Cecilia are like, finally, okay, we're out of this. You know, 
I'd do anything for you. And then Amanda's like, she's just going to kill you too. And he's like, shut your mouth. They kill Gabriella, as we said. Hmm. And then at this point, they chain Amanda to the floor. So she's just chilling. And then they put John like, okay, let's put you in the last trap. And at some point when they're having this conversation, they hear a bang, bang, bang outside. And it's little Johnny football, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, outside kicking the soccer ball into the side of the, the warehouse. And then they're like, go get that kid. I think his name's Carlos. Carlos. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they bring him inside and they're like, and then Cecilia's like, I want to know what trap you had planned for me. So she puts John Kramer and Carlos into this trap. And he's like, you can't do this. That kid's innocent. And she's like, I don't give a shit. It's like, I don't have a moral code like you. Yeah, pretty much. And she's like, well, you know, you can let this kid die and survive or you can die. And this is where we get the the Chekhov's line. Yeah, he tells the kid, like, don't. So there's two handles next to where they're strapped into. And he's like. On the ground. They're laying down. Yeah. And he's like, don't pull the handle. Do not pull. And they. Spanish word is halar. Okay. No hala. (laughs) Uh, so, (laughs) So then. It starts to lift up and blood just starts pouring down on John Kramer. It's like a seesaw. Yes. Get it? Seesaw. Ooh, man. Why wasn't this one called (laughs) Saw Seesaw? (laughs) Because when you're done, you saw saw. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's a seesaw thing. And basically, whoever's higher up doesn't have blood. Doesn't have blood basically waterboarding them to death. Whoever's lower does. So John Kramer's going to basically bloodboard himself to death to save Carlos. But Cecilia did like, she's like, oh, I get it. It's like waterboarding, but with blood. And my immediate thought was, where did they source all this fucking blood? Great question. Pig blood. Pig heads. Done. That's a lot. Mexico, they sort of I need 400 gallons of pig blood. It was so much blood. The man has been there for like four weeks. (laughs) Anyway. So so they seesaw for a while. And And Carlos actually takes the blood. He's like, Time, yeah. I got you, John. He tries to do it more, but John holds the lever down so that he can't you know, pull it away. And so eventually, Parker and Cecilia get bored watching this, and they're like, let's just go get the fucking money and get out of here. Which is supposedly upstairs in the control room. And so they go upstairs, and it turns out this was all part of the plan. I wouldn't have left until John Kramer was dead. Right. Well, they were so like high on themselves, right? Because like Cecilia was like, I knew who you were. And somehow, she's like, when I knew that you were Jigsaw, I was worried. But then I was like, I'm going to fuck this guy up. Or just stay there and be like, honey, I'm going to watch this dude who tried to kill me die. Why don't you go upstairs and get the money? Yeah, this is not a two-person job. Did she figure out he was Jigsaw after the scam or before? I'm, she's it was a, before. She, she figured out. She's like, when I had the opportunity to actually like do this oh, to the... No, she's yeah. fucking stupid so as dumb. hell. That's Again, the dumbest fucking move ever. Hoffman's line in the, the, the middle of the credit scene where he's all like, you big John Kramer to fuck with? You dummy. And it's like, there you go. You're out of your league, people. Yeah. yeah. Stay out of it, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> that was messed up. So, yeah, they go into the room, and then the door shuts, well, they right? Well, they pull the bag with the money in it, supposedly, and that yeah. pulls a ripcord, which starts the whole... The doors close, they seal, the room starts filling with gas, but now once this starts happening... And there's also no money in the duffel. It's no, like magazines yes, yeah. or something. And they get a 10-minute timer. Yes. Lucky. I guess because there's two of them. Then be six minutes. In, maybe that's how long it takes for the gas to fully envelop the room. Oh, maybe. Okay. Maybe. And so at this point, though, the trap that John is in shuts off because this means, hey, we got him, boys. And John basically unchains himself. He goes to Carlos and he's like, you did good, kid. He tells him, you're a warrior. The Ladies. kid speaks no English, though, so he did not understand anything you were saying. <laughs> so up in the room, basically, Marcus and... No, uh, Parker. Parker. God 
Parker and uh, Parker and Posey is upstairs, and um, the gas starts deteriorating their skin. It's like VX gas from the rock. And so he's like, only one of you can survive. There's a hole for your head to go through, but it's still going to eat your body away. I don't know, because... She seemed fine. Like she wasn't screaming in pain when no, she, she had, had her stuff on her arms. It, it, you could see yeah, it. very confusing, but whatever. Anyway, so basically one of you can put your head through the hole and survive this trap. The other one's going to die. Make your choice. And she basically goes to kill Marcus. And then Marcus. Parker. Says, Parker. Parker. Okay, you guys. Jesus. <laughs> How long have we been doing this podcast? You know I don't remember names. Well, you made up a name. <laughs> yeah, there's no one to this character the entire. <laughs> you should episode. appreciate my commitment to it. Okay, there's no one named Marcus in this whole so, film. So Parker and her get in a fight, and then she basically ends up killing. Well, uh, she shivs him. Yeah, and then up goes up like that. Dude's bleeding out for good. Yeah. yeah. So he falls to the ground. She puts her head through, and she's watching like John and everyone like leave with the money, and she's like, "Kramer, you son of a bitch." This also brings one of my least favorite parts about Saw. Which does they, she live, though? Hold on. That's the question. Is Does she live through this? Because one person gets to live through this. I'd assume she survives. Yeah, but she's got to be like sequel. horribly. F- sequel. Yeah, the sequel's called Saw 2. <laughs> it already exists. But, Saw double X. Saw 10-2. But my like one of my least favorite saw tropes is when they do that thing where they are trying to tell you the story they and they cut back. back. But well, it's like we, we saw gotta, this five seconds ago. But we got to hear the song. It's the it's the reveal the twisty yeah. music. Me me me. Exactly what it sounds like. And it's like okay, we know we watched it. Yeah, they cut back to like thirty seconds ago when their man is like, "She's gonna kill you too," while he's being stabbed. And it's like, bro, I know I was there. Almost every saw movie does this, where they recap the entirety. Of the movie to show you, aha, it was all part of John Kramer's plan. This was a very, Surprise. very, very weak aha moment. Yeah. It was non-existent. The, Do you feel that these movies actually need that? Not anymore. Some of, like, some, I, I did like they explained how he found out about Parker, right? It turns out, Diego told him when he was patching him up, he gave him all the names and he's like, Parker... Posey was in on it as well. Um, and that's or how Marcus. He, or Marcus. That's how we found out. So that was like an actual reveal. I don't need to be reminded of what I literally just watched. Don't yeah. need it. But they do that. It's been since part one, you know, so they, they lean back into that heavily. So anyway, it was less of an aha and a more of a, uh-huh. Yeah. We get <laughs> yeah. it. Remember this? And yeah. it's like, yeah, we do. We do. But when does now become <laughs> now? <laughs> so John Kramer gives the bag of money to, to Carlos and he's like, here you go. Go feed your family. Like a million bucks or some yeah. shit in American cash. I guess John Kramer's rich because uh, that's that's a blow I could not absorb. No. <laughs> <laughs> Especially funding all these trials. Yeah, maybe the city planning gig just really paid off. You it's know like what I mean? PBS drive. It's all like these traps brought to you by folks like you who donate. To <laughs> he has a jigsaw Patreon. <laughs> I would love to see the city that John Kramer planned. It's like just a death trap city. <laughs> Detroit. Anyway, um, the red lights are on a three minute timer. Yes. So she she survives. Assumingly, we don't okay, know. Okay, Cool. She's coming back in a sequel. Done. Could it's be next year when we get saw 11. But, you know, what's like happen. you said, uh, to- Tobin Bell is be. 81. I don't know how many more times we can do this. Uh, they're going to go backwards. They're going to like, because we are young John Kramer. Yes, because oh, we know no. he's already been doing this by the time Saw 1 so comes up. while he's city planning, do you think he was trapping people in like cement and shit? No. Maybe. No, because it's not until his wife miscarries yeah. does he actually like. So there's like a window of time, though, where they can really mine for movies. Yeah. 
Okay. But well, anyway, so he gives Carlos, Carlos the money, and they open the door, and the light floods in, and they the most stereotypical bullshit ending. I hate when movies do this crap. It's like, ah, uh, everything's going to be okay. The light is cleansed, and it's like, fuck off. I know it works. I know it's a trope that is successful, but I hate it when they open the door and everything stopped being blue, and it was like bright white and they walk into it and they and it fades into the white and then boom credits but then we do get a mid credit scene where uh john finds henry henry mm-hmm. and he wakes up in the original warehouse of saw number one he's uh hung up and reveals the scar is not there anymore and there's now a contraption that looks like little spider tendril legs Ooh. that is just gonna eat up his stomach and yes hoffman yeah. makes his appearance the first time in the movie he's like yeah you picked john kramer to fuck with <laughs> no you a dummy what you is dummy? You big dummy. What like there's so many moving parts to this scam that like I mean I'm sure things like this exist, but so Henry's job was to go to support groups, find marks, send them to a website where then they have a fake website they all set up to have Cecilia call them, pretend that they're booked, but they just have an opening in this country. Can you get there very quickly? Where they then set up this whole elaborate procedure to trick somebody, and then what? I guess they, they get money. And then they do this all and over again. And vanish into the, uh, the, the ether or whatever they say. And then do it all again somewhere else. They don't have to try this hard. People are making bank just calling up people and going, hey, we're from the Social Security Administration. Uh, can you send us yeah. gift cards? I want to see a Saw movie <laughs> where he starts trapping those phone call scammer people. There is a movie coming out. <laughs> I saw a trailer for this. I don't remember what it's called now. Uh, but it has, oh, what the fuck is the, the guy from The Meg? What's his name? Oh, jo- uh, Statham. Jason, Jason Statham. Statham yeah. He's like a beekeeper or something. And, <laughs> and his, his mom, or I could not piece it all together from the trailer, but gets tricked by this scammer. And he goes and beats the shit out goes, of him. And it turns out it's part of this huge like conspiracy. It's just the most bananas fucking trailer I ever saw. Okay. All right. So uh, someone is making your movie. I, I, that sounds good to me. I'm just, what other jobs can we pretend Jason Statham <laughs> does in these stupid action films? Anyway, that's uh, 10. Um, did you guys notice that Charlie Clouser did the soundtrack for this? He returned, right? He's done all of them, I think. I think he did quite a few of them, yeah. yeah but so. uh, Charlie Clouser of Nine Inch Nails fame. So. That's cool. I yeah. mean, it was a good soundtrack. It fit. It felt like a Saw movie. This yeah. really did feel like it belonged within Saw 1 through 3. Yes, definitely. And I appreciate the fact that they made it. They, they went back to some of the same camera shots, some of the same, like, you know, tropes and stuff that really did make it feel like it fit. Okay, if you're going to tap back into that nostalgia, like, back to true to form, okay, go for it. I think for me, this movie just literally had to be better than half the rest of the series, and it succeeded. Agreed. So I, just, I approve it. I, I would recommend watching this one if you're a fan of the uh, first couple Saw films. I've recommended if you're a fan of Saw. If you're not, you may or may not dig it. I'm just really bummed out we're not getting the spiral verse concept of where. <laughs> well, I don't think that was ever supposed to be more than one film, though. That was. I a, thought it was. I thought it was, it was a, supposed to be like the Halloween. The 3 book of type Saw, thing. right? It's just going to be one chapter into this whole story. I that thought is it was Saw. To be like the, the the future Saw films were going to be like different takes. On well, sure. Who were inspired. Maybe by that Jake was Saw the idea. That's what I'm saying. That's what I thought it was. But it wouldn't be like Chris Rock continuation. No, 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 no. I'm cool with like the next time it was like you know. Andy Richter and who, I don't know. I'm just saying, yeah, but <laughs> I think like the, the, that they've tried that now and it just doesn't work. It never takes every I time. I don't the- think people are committed to it. It's much like how Marvel will change a character 
and the fans will lose their shit and they're like, shut the fuck up and see what we do with this. And then eventually everyone's like, oh, this is rad. Yeah. I mean, but, it works on TV. That's what American Horror Story does. Every season is a completely new story. But I think you have to to it, though. But you have to do that out the gate. Yes. You can't just wait through five movies to hit and then start trying something. I don't different. think so. Like eight movies. It, but you have to do it right. You have to commit to it and you have to you can't give it up. You can't fall back into nostalgia because then all the fans are just like, I want my Star Wars to be Skywalkers mm. only. But apparently we get fucking Force Awakens or whatever Jedi Knight caviar. I don't remember what the last one was called. I get what you're saying. Skywalker. Jedi Knight caviar was it. (laughs) (laughs) Just words flowing out of my mouth at this point. But I mean, I guess, I mean, the market speaks, right? When one movie doesn't make its budget back and one movie crushes its budget in like its opening weekend, we know what people want to see. No, I mean, it's just, it's what you know, I guess. But anyway, Saw 10, I, I recommend it. If you like Saw films, I say pass. If you're not a big Saw film person. Yeah, I echo that. I mean, if you don't like Saw movies, you're not going to like this one. But if you like Saw, this is definitely one of the better ones uh, that's come out in a long time. I still would take the original over any of them. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that this one rated higher doesn't really mean anything to me. But I think what we kind of nailed it. I think it's definitely a different taste of critics. There's mm-hmm. of the times, yeah. as you guys said. So. I, I will have to want. I didn't even think about that, but I will have to totally agree with that. But so Saw 10, you know. Yeah. Recommended by three of us. That's all of us if you're counting. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Yep. Yep. Math okay. checks out. Well, next time, as we said, we're going to be doing the Exorcist True Believer. No, just Believer. Believer. Oh, just Believer. Exorcist Believer. You made me a believer. Wait, is that Imagine Dragons? Is that what that is? I don't know. I don't know any of their songs. Daydream Believer. Was that by... uh, I have no idea. Anyway. Monkeys. Anyway, that'll be up next. Get it watched. It's still in theaters. Uh, I'll go watch it next week. And apparently John's the only person on planet Earth that likes it. I'm going to watch it a second time for you. Whoa. Let me know when you're going to go, man. I'm going to go with you. All right, it'd probably be when we record Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. So it'll probably be Saturday. We'll figure it out next Saturday. We'll make it work somehow, you guys. Well, that's it from us for this episode. You can find everything we're doing at the www.gravetalk.com. I hadn't used the www in a while. I don't want to mm-hmm. say it. Okay. I like how you said www so fast twice in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got Talent. good at it. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Not X. It's Twitter. Uh, and if you guys shout. are interested in the month of October, I am watching horror movies in the bathtub and I will be randomly just posting which ones you should be checking out. So bathtub recommendations. You're welcome. Are these going to be horror movies that involve the bathtub? No. Oh, okay. Just in general. I, I mean, even though it's not a super big horror movie, I did The Crow mm-hmm. a couple days ago. So, okay. you know, just it's Halloween. It's spooky yeah. season. You know, like you guys are going to get a little uh, scary and scary. Tis the season to tub and scream. That's what they say. Yeah. Up and scream. Yeah. Eat, sleep, and be scary. All right. We'll see you next time. <laughs>